0: Mike, turn your games down.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to another year in gaming of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's counting in 2002 with me tonight?
2: It's your favorite king of useless knowledge, Joseph Butler, but please call me Joe.
1: Hey,
3: this is Seta on Twitch and TikTok and Instagram and other things. (laughs) You can call me Carrie.
0: And this is Vincent Goodwin from the "Some of My Friends Read" podcast. I just blew my own name. From my from "Some of My Friends Read Comics" podcast, I blew my own name. Yeah,
1: there we go. Okay, and we are all here gathered to talk about a year that I've been threatening to talk about for a long time on the show. To the year in gaming in two thousand two, a year <laughs> I don't like. Yeah,
2: I was going through some of the games. It was an okay year.
1: <laughs> it's not I'm that it. the games were bad; it's that. 2002 that era so so for those that don't know if you're too young ps2 xbox game boy Advance, gamecube and games had a certain i feel like if this was a time very much where a game was too short it would get a lower review score for being too short yes Hmm.
0: and Uh, because we were all young at the time and we didn't get nearly as many games
1: (laughs) and we didn't know any better
2: also i I think this was the time where Game Informer two was like, "Hey, Game Informer, if we throw a bunch of money at you, will you put our really shitty game on your cover?" And they're like, "Yeah."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was listening to your uh, Sonic Adventure two battle episode, and Mike, like, prep and just like while I was prepping for this, and you went off on two thousand two like boss design. Of uh-huh. just like be like between <laughs> this and Ratchet and Clank one, which I know you've covered, which is a great yeah, game from two thousand two that just has like the most bullshit final boss fight, and then. Carrie, I think you were on the Bounty Hunter episode, which is yeah. also too. <laughs> similar, similar, similar feel in year. And Mike, I think you probably have already come out with your Star Fox Adventures episode. Yeah, but it's already I, out. Again, 2002.
3: Well, well, well so first game on 2002, that was that was a uh, that was peak gaming for me. I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. It was just uh-huh. like living in the dorms, playing video games nonstop. It's that was the that was the year for me.
1: So we yeah, was, that, what about you, Joe? What was your what do you remember? of 2002. Uh, I was eight, (laughs) but
2: I I, I was a very poor child. But my my very close cousin, who I consider my sister. So if I refer to her as my sister, I apologize. But I love her very much. She was more, you know, well off than I was. So I had to sit there and watch her play on the GameCube and everything. So I have most memories of most of the stuff in here. Okay,
1: I remember more more of the stuff than I thought I would as I'm scrolling through the list of 2002 stuff. I don't remember what I would have played in two thousand two. I don't even remember I didn't do the math, figure out like how old wait I would be fifteen at the time. So I was high school. Oh, am
3: I am I the oldest one here then? Yeah. I w- oh, I was okay. <laughs> I was man.
0: seventeen. In two thousand two I was working for a, a relatively large Nintendo site. I wasn't getting paid, but this was the year I started getting free video games. My first Ooh. video game that I ever got was Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance,
3: Ooh, which blew, blew my mind. Good start uh, too.
0: I was in the PR materials for it, like, as a quote from me, because I wrote a preview for it. I called it One Step Closer to Castlevania Perfection. And I, <laughs> and there were talks to put me, like, in the ad campaign. And I'm like, I'm 17. This is amazing. That, um, yeah, is, that a, is awesome. I got Castlevania games. And, and I, I did get invited to go play Wind Waker at Nintendo offices. And I was like, yeah, this will be fine. I mean, it's during my finals, but I'll just talk to my teachers. It'll be okay. They'll <laughs> definitely love it. Like sending a 17-year-old on his own on a plane to Seattle and stay in a hotel room. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, "Yeah, this will be fine." But one of my teachers was like, "No, you can't do this." And I was like, "Ah." "I never even asked my parents. Um, They didn't (laughs) find out." I was like, "Yeah, my parents will be cool with this." So I I missed playing Wind Waker at Nintendo offices before it came out. That was my year.
1: I mean, I don't blame you. If I, if I, if 17-year-old, well, 17-year-old Mike didn't, I think jumped on a train and went to Minnesota. I live in Wisconsin. (laughs) It wasn't that far. But I mean, my parents knew about it. They helped me get the tickets. But still, like, I can see especially to go play a freaking Zelda game before it came out in that era oh yeah yeah, no question absolutely That it's a great that,
2: time so that's a really pretty decent segue too so Wind Waker did y'all actually like Wind Waker? Like it's, when my, it, like,
3: it's my second favorite Zelda game Zelda's my favorite series of games and Wind Waker is right behind Breath of the Wild for me
2: now that's not what I mean I'm talking about like <laughs> the big reveal like I because I remember back then uh, oh. X-Play was was a big thing when I was a kid I had Super Cable so I was able to watch G4 super cable. And well, it's on the bigger channels. And I just remember, <laughs> every, yeah, everyone just being butthurt.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Zelda yes. with us with a C, we weren't happy about I, at least my Nintendo site was not happy about it. This is also like we were 17 and like uh, kid things are dumb and PlayStation <laughs> and like, you know, they were all doing that kind of advertising model. Of like we're grown up games. We're not dumb kitty games like <laughs> Nintendo. And so like, yeah, it, we were. I was at least butthurt and it's stupid because Wind Waker is a pretty good game. But, like, I can look at my review even at the time, and it's like, once you get past the graphics, or, like, this is a good ga- Zelda game, uh, in spite of the graphics, or, like, this would be great for another game, but not Zelda,
3: this is all 17-, 18-year-old me. I, I don't entirely agree with it. Yeah, and, and I'm looking, and it, it got delayed in, in America till March of 2003, so, but I, I remember it was supposed to come out in the fall of 2002, and we were all, it was very much that it was Divide with the... The, the you know the hardcore people being like no this is gonna be great and then you had the other people being like no this is garbage we sh- were supposed to get you know hd graphics we weren't calling it hd yet i don't think but no we weren't i, I remember that because it, you know we're very much in a new era of the console wars where ps2 is eating nintendo's lunch <laughs> and comes out a year before the ps2 and the x i mean before the uh, gamecube and the xbox and then you know everything is about pushing graphics. It's all about pushing graphics to the limit. And, and then Nintendo comes out with this game that is actually a graphics powerhouse. It's just a different art style and it looks kitty. And yeah, I remember being on the, I, I remember being on the side of being disappointed in the way it looked at first and then playing it and thinking it was amazing. So it was kind of, you had to play it to believe it.
1: Kind of I thing. vaguely rem- remember getting it around the time it came out, probably whatever the holiday would have been. I would have asked for it or I would have gotten it around that time but I don't remember if I, I, I didn't play, like it. Like I remember I played it. I didn't like the art style. I didn't like the game and I fell off it. And it wasn't until I think probably my last year of high school. So 20, 2006 when I would have, I, or 2005, I went back and beat the game and really liked it. And I have not played it since.
3: Well, I pre-ordered it. So I, I got it the day it came out. I pre-ordered it when it was supposed to come out in November and then it got delayed until the following spring or whatever. And, uh, I played it, and I did. I also fell off it though. I loved it, but then I hit like a wall with it because uh, where you have to map the ocean,
4: mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh-huh. you got it,
3: and you're going around and you're looking for those fish. And I'm playing it on a 16 inch or 17 inch CRT, and I cannot see the freaking fish to save my life. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Forget this. I'm gonna play Enter the Matrix. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Whatever. Instead. I remember specifically like playing, you know, Enter the Matrix instead of Wind Waker. And, oh, know, and this is what games are supposed to be like.
1: For anyone that got mad at us, yes, Wind Waker came out in March 2003 of America, but 2002 in Japan. So we mm-hmm. can talk about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because I have the date for Wind Waker. Freaking Wikipedia told me it was December 13th.
1: Yeah, that's, for that's Japan. Good, man. Yeah, I that's, had that. And time. I'm, I'm
2: good with that. Like, that's but, close but enough. But it
3: was supposed to come out in the fall of 2002. I remember, because I remember specifically, I was still living in the dorms. When it was supposed to come out and then I had just gotten my new apartment right right after it came out. So like I moved into my new apartment like a month after it came actually came out or like a month yeah. and a half.
0: And, and that, that date probably tracks because the time I was invited to Nintendo of America was was mid-December. So it would have been probably so spoilers if anybody bothered to get the Japanese version would have already been out in the world and out on the Internet. So they felt pretty comfortable just letting people play the English version. Yeah. Uh, and in Nintendo offices. Cause I want to say like the dates were like December 17th, like because it was finals time. I, I did have a friend that did, or actually a coworker, I guess he was on the site. He did buy Wind Waker and he said it's like it's really wild playing a game in a language you don't know and just trying to figure <laughs> out like <laughs> Zelda clues. Like, yeah. and and like he managed to beat Wind Waker, not speaking the language at all just by like you know just kind of figuring out video games and being good at video games which kind of sounds maddening because like that whole triforce hunt sounds impossible without
3: yeah i don't know how you would even know what you're supposed to do to get the triforces without being told trial and error and being a kid yeah i guess <laughs> i mean like well, I, I take, these I,
1: maps i guess i'll go see what they are yeah <laughs> I, 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 makes sense. I was you know back then like we had all we had was time when you're younger yeah I man.
3: that's I that's guess. what i was saying like i was in college but i was a. Uh, liberal arts major. I was a history English double major. I had nothing but time.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My friends were all engineering majors because I went to an engineering college and I was I was just like playing video games all
1: the time. That was all I was doing. That sounds wonderful though. Yeah. It's a wonderful time. I can't can't remember 2002 what I was doing. I wasn't working yet. I know that.
0: Yeah. I was So that maturity profit. angle though is like a big thing though, especially in the Nintendo camp. And I was very much part of that. Like Nintendo was making a hard play for like, grown-up games, not just with graphics, but, like, we got Resident Evil, the remake, and
3: Resident Evil Zero that year. Oh, yeah. I too. Oh. Well, we could talk about those. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That Resident Evil remake is that and stunning. Resident Evil 4. Oh. Those are the only two Resident Evil games I've ever enjoyed. Like, <laughs> I, I hated the original Resident Evil on PlayStation. I thought it was terrible. I'm like, how can anyone like this with these, like, <laughs> isometric tank controls of freaking, you can't <laughs> shoot for, and then I played that remake, and, man, that was stunning
1: that remake i bought it at released i think or i got it very early around there i don't know why i terrified of resident evil games then and yeah. i still have a, i only came across my fear overcame it recently like i i bought that game i played it and i remember i bought the guide for it and i was terrified just sitting there trying to play it but one of the viv- most vivid memories i have is i my first girlfriend at the time she came over and I showed her Resident Evil, and I showed her the part where when you, you go in Jill and you go to the bathtub and then the guy tries to grab her and she just crushes his head. Uh-huh. What what that what that Mike was thinking? I don't know, but that's what <laughs> I remember showing my first. This girlfriend.
0: this will attract yeah. the women. This this, yes. this this is what they like. But they it like. wasn't
1: even like we were friends, but yeah, we were, you're, I was stupid, and I'm like I I don't yeah. It wasn't my first girlfriend, but I always remember that's always just stuck with me. But no, that game is amazing. I I remember
3: we didn't buy it. I didn't buy that game until many years later, but we rented it when I was home for Christmas break, I think. And we were at my friend's house at his like parents' house and they had a a snake like in a, a like in a terrarium right next to the TV and it had like a black light in there and the light and we were playing with the lights off. And so the only like light in the room is from the CRT and then the black light next to it. And we're like creeping through this house and that snake all of a sudden twitched and man, about pissed my pants. <laughs> so that's I my, my memory for this game. I don't know who what
2: small child Nintendo like <laughs> sacrificed to to get like all these great because it's it's always remember it's Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 and Killer 7. And it's like you don't expect these things from like this what Nintendo always being considered a a baby console game. But I also yeah. don't know understand why, you know, with how I'm pretty sure this sold well. I don't understand why Capcom didn't try pushing for like the other remakes. Like, I'm surprised they didn't remake two and three like a year after this, like they like they're doing now. Yeah,
0: they, but, they were ported. They were ported. Um, yeah. I think they were based off of the Dreamcast ports. I want to say they were definitely really? on the GameCube, but not fancy. And all yeah. of them got on there. Code Veronica, two and three. Yes. Is that all that was there at the time. Yeah
3: but or yeah. if they didn't do these like photo like i mean i remember i feeling like oh this is like photorealistic it felt like mm-hmm. and, and they did yeah i do i,
0: that do. That I do too. I, i'm sure it was my background my desktop for on my computer um cuz yeah they looked beautiful i mean it's, it's an absolute cheat cuz it's just like the ps1 it's just a jpeg with like 2 3d <laughs> yeah. models on top of it that's how they really it's about. the most
3: it's the most visually, I mean, I think it's the most visually stunning game on, like, the GameCube, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that in it, Wind Waker, but in a completely different way,
1: you know? I also have never played Zero. I own Zero. I bought Zero, not this year, but when I got my first job, and I still have yet to ever play Zero.
2: That's <laughs> yeah. okay. Zero's a really not good game. That, like, it's one of the things where it's like, it, it always happens with Capcom. It's like, oh, we had such a great idea for a remake. Let's take out half the stuff in 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 Resident Evil remake and just not put it and just make up just dog shit ideas. There's no there's no uh, box system. Everything you find you can leave on the floor, which I guess saves you from throwing away stuff, but it still doesn't make sense. That the, seems dumb. Yeah, the co-op system is dumb. Billy's the big strong man, so he can only push things and since Rebecca's the medic for stars, she can she's the only one who can mix herbs. Like it's Really weird God. how they're like, and it's one of the things where it's it's Capcom and Nintendo and like, well we can't make the same game twice. Just mi- mix up some stuff, just throw <laughs> some ideas. Mega Man at, one
0: through six, yeah.
2: Yeah, huh? just, throw <laughs> stuff, just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. If they don't like it, we just won't do it again. And of course, it's always my worst part: the final boss is atrocious for Zero, and they never bring Sweet Billy Cohen back ever again. Well, plus,
1: just, Zero doesn't even really fit in the storyline exactly.
2: Yeah, it does. The in, in the game, in, in the way the story does, it takes place. The, I don't know, like, what, the 12 hours before one start?
1: Yeah, but even <laughs> then, like, she, after everything she went through, you think there'd be some kind of line at some point they would have edited and be like, man, I just had a fucking terrible night, Chris. Like, something. like
0: <laughs> Yeah, because Zero, I have to imagine, was in development before the remake, even though it came out afterwards, because
1: Zero was a 64
0: game at first.
4: Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can you can look up Resident Evil 64. There uh Resident Evil 0 06, <laughs> Nintendo Sixty Four. There and this was also the year where a lot of Nintendo sixty four games found their way over. Like again, the aforementioned Star Fox Adventures. Go check out games my mom found, number yeah. one,
3: number one. And also
0: and Eternal Darkness, the game I bought my GameCube. Oh, for.
3: I was gonna mention Eternal oh,
1: man. Darkness. Yeah. I, I, that's this year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay, bad. Uh, That's a good game.
0: Yeah. Kerry, did you, I know you're from Texas also, in like July 02, do you remember like a massive flood? We definitely had it in San Antonio and I'd bought my GameCube like a day before the giant flood. So I just got to play Eternal Darkness like in like gloomy weather for like a week. It was amazing.
3: I I don't remember the flood, the 2002 flood. No, I was, uh, I lived in Southeast Texas, like Houston area. Mm -hmm. Which floods all the time and the water doesn't go in. Yeah. So it's like, we've had so many many floods. It's like... (laughs) Like, I spent $10,000 putting a drainage system in my backyard mm-hmm. uh, this fall <laughs> because yeah, of to how to much that. we flood here. So, uh-huh.
0: but yeah, Eternal Darkness was like the that was again, like the Nintendo's mature. And that's the game that got me to bite. Despite I worked for a Nintendo site and didn't buy a GameCube until like seven months after it came out. And <laughs> it was for Eternal Darkness, <laughs> which was cool. such a cool, a cool game and a cool setup. I hated it at the time, um, like, because I felt it was lazy, but they. What it is is you go, you know, your play is different characters throughout history with some like Cthulhu like scary monster, but it reuses levels throughout, which I hated at the time because I was like, they're just using maps. There's only three maps in this whole game. This is stupid. They're cheap. But like <laughs> looking back at it and playing it now in like a whole, you're like, oh, this is what this like church looked like when it was being built. And then this was when it was in use. And then this is when it got converted to a field hospital in World War One. Like, this is really cool. Like it was a, it was a really cool design. And at the end of every level, your main character gets killed by the Cthulhu uh-huh. monster. It's a no, it's a lot of fun. There's
2: like two people who survive. Yeah. If you if you count living in a mental asylum your entire life surviving. Mm,
1: <laughs> it's episode 90 for us, by the way, when we covered that. Oh, really? but,
2: oh you did cover already? Yeah, okay.
1: that, that's one of the few games that really, really fucked with me when I played it recently. <laughs> I played it back in 20 when I just bought a house. So I, I set up my little studio area in the basement and I'm buying, there's not that much furniture in. There's boxes and I'm Sitting in the dark, and I'm not—I'm not—I haven't lived in a house in years. I'm used to apartments, and all. And I was playing that game, and I remember just being like freaked out. Like I grabbed the dog and had the dog, like you're sleeping with me. Like I don't feel like you can't. You're not running around the house. Like you're here. I—I I need to know if something tries to kill me. I'm okay. Like I was just That's all a, like, all that, creeped out. The pretense of somebody buying a new house and it's spooky is
0: not a good time to buy a new house. My my wife did that with Amityville Horror, like the night we moved into our new house, and I'm like, this is a, the house. the movie about a house where the dad goes crazy and murders the whole family because
1: the house is evil. Like don't do this to me on Night No, I, it was Internal <laughs> Darkness, and then a, shortly after that, I played Resident Evil Two Remake. Oh,
3: the new I one! Was yeah, fucking. that one was Spookiesville. I didn't. That yeah, scared me. Yeah, I played a, that I'm in the meanie. dark. I got Resident Two, uh, Evil Two Remake, but I'm gonna wait to play it till I mod in like Thomas the Tank Engine or something. <laughs>
1: So I, Eternal I'm, Darkness I can't is a, a really underrated title that not enough people know about or talk about or have anything that like it, it's such a good game.
3: Yeah, it makes a lot of like hidden gems kind of list for the GameCube. It's one I never have played. I've watched people play it, but I've never played it myself.
1: Well, it's also almost impossible to get. I actually just found out less than three minutes ago. I thought I didn't have a copy of it. I looked over my shelf and I have a copy of it. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, I didn't you know. Go. I own this Oh, is it expensive? Yeah. It's also never got re-released and never will get re-released. It's one of those games where if you want to play it, you kind of have to emulate it because it's yeah, just
3: wire it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those that they're not like right now buy it now pre-own 120 for complete in box.
0: That's wild to me because I remember selling for like 699 at
1: Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it's one cuz it won't be it won't be re-released. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo, I mean, plus that company, was it Silicon Knight? Yeah, yeah, Silicon, Silicon Knight I mean. It-
0: yeah and Dennis uh, Dayak, brilliant huckster um super accessible to sites like ours also like he was like he was like really good for like marketing and hyping up his games he's a bit of a huckster promised things that didn't exist but you Always know but he, yeah, got sued into oblivion and that's why the game doesn't exist or the company doesn't exist anymore but you know, yeah too human what are you gonna do
1: because yeah. he oh, fought yeah a stupid fight <laughs> he didn't win the, the and siphoned thing...
0: off all the money for X Men uh, X Men Destiny that he was supposed to be using for that, and put it in Eternal Darkness too. And uh, oh. like, Skeleton Crude, an X Men game licensed by Activision, so got for <laughs> that too.
2: The one thing I like about Eternal Darkness too, which is is a really good game as well, is the combat systems really well. And I really wish yes. I could have seen that a lot more in games of that era, especially horror games, because it really does melee weapons for uh, enemies really really well. And I don't understand why no one in this day and age has rebought that IP, done a RE2 remake of it, and then like like maybe over the soldier over the over the, the sold over the sh- shoulder like kind of combat like that and then made a sequel.
0: Right. Cause cause the cause the combat was cause it was it was it was kind of structured a lot like Resident Evil where it had like dynamic frame angles, but you would like hold like the L button and then you could aim at specific like body parts or limbs with both your gun or your melee weapon. So it would like highlight like their bicep or their torso and then you could attack it that which you could specifically cut off hands because i remember i played resident evil remake after eternal darkness and i was like how the hell am i supposed to aim here (laughs) like spatially i just could not figure it out and eternal darkness made that really easy like a gamey did but um but yeah absolutely that combat system i don't feel like that exists any in any other game like that amount of like highlighting
1: no there's a really weird game that came out in 2002 that i want to mention that i bought randomly at GameStop because it or EB Games at the time because it was cheap. I I'm assuming none of you guys have heard of it called Dual Hearts. <laughs> no. Bro. Okay, it's an Atlas game, but it's a, it it looks like a Zelda clone. <laughs> I mean, like you push blocks. The guy has spiky hair and he actually and he has hearts for his health or something. I haven't played it in a long time, but I'm I remember like this. I just remember thinking this is a Zelda clone, and I have been meaning to replay it someday, but I just can't make myself put it on the show. I won't find anyone probably to play it with me. I'll play it with you. Okay, but yeah, so it's a it's a really strange game called Dual Hearts that came out that time that I I can't even describe. It it looks like a Zelda clone with a talking dog, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And I yeah, I've never beaten it. No, talking dogs are cool. It's a strange game. Like look it up. Like anyone listening, you're like, what the hell? I mean, maybe somebody out there's like, I remember that game, but you have crystals for health, and it looked like just like heart containers to me, and it was just a had a very Zelda vibe to it. It's
0: dual hearts, not dual, like a stabbing duel. But uh, now I just just googled dual heroes, which is an N64 game. That's not the same thing.
2: But yeah, it's just one of those strange games that I didn't really. Yeah, it looks
0: interesting. I feel like it could go either way, like Atlas in 3D at that time.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, with that, I would like to segue into probably one of my favorite games of all time, because there's a funny story about that that I remember. Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Yeah. Because I remember... But I'm going to go get to that weird part. I remember back when uh, we bought it and we beat it. Me and my cousin went to GameStop. And of course, we'd always be like, that was a really good game. I wonder if there's anything like that. And there was like dual hearts. And then I think like shadow hearts. And it's like, I don't think that has anything to do with that. So we're not going to get it. (laughs) But Kingdom Hearts holds a very special place in my heart, ironically. Only because, you know, being a kid back then and like the commercials come on and you just see this big anime game. And of course, as a kid, in that day and age, anime was always on Cartoon Network. When you came home from school, you know, you had Dragon Ball Z and all this other crap. And you see this game that has Disney characters that looks like Final Fantasy, and you're like, I need to play this now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, so it we, it came out in the, it's like spring 2002, maybe? Uh, or, I
2: have the date, so hold on, give me a second.
3: But uh, I remember I was living in the dorms, and I lived in a co-ed dorm where the first and third floor were girls. And the second and fourth floor were guys. And on the second floor, some of my older friends that I became like real good friends with, they had, it was two people per room. And what they had done is t- four of them were living in one room. Okay. And then they turned the other empty room into a hangout lounge. Nice. For the dorm. And mm-hmm. so we had like recliners in there. We had like four TVs, a couple of computers, and we had video game systems set up. And that was where, and, and one of the guys got a, he had a PS2, and so we play a lot of PS2 stuff there. I I'd keep my GameCube in there, and we play GameCube stuff in there, you know. But then on the fourth floor was more of the, like, alpha male nerd types, I guess you could say. And they had their own that they would, they would not kind of mingle with us. And they were up there playing, you know, like, what is it with Dante? Uh, Devil May Cry and that kind of stuff. I would go up there occasionally when no one was down in the other room and just watch them play. And they were not like invite; they would like let you stand there and watch them, but they're not offering to like let you in. And I came up one time and they're playing this game, and I'm like, "Is that Donald Duck? What the hell is this? I never <laughs> heard of this." And I sat there for maybe three hours watching them play Kingdom Hearts, and that was how I found out about Kingdom Hearts. So I just remember that so distinctly. I remember them going to the Coliseum and and Cloud showing up and all that. It was um, March twenty eighth. Yeah, so Good it try. was it was like yeah, so it was my last semester in the dorms before like that May, uh, my best friend and I got an apartment. But oh no 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 two thousand three no so no this is my my second semester in the dorms. No, I, was, I saw it mm-hmm. another year in the dorms. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I just remember watching. So I didn't play a Kingdom Hearts game again until I was engaged to my wife, like <laughs> wow. two thousand seven, and we're living together, about to get married, and for Christmas she gets me. I want to say Kingdom Hearts 2 for the PS2. <laughs> and so that's my actual only Kingdom Hearts game I've actually played is Kingdom Hearts 2. But okay. I've watched a lot of Kingdom Hearts 1.
1: I actually got it. The whole reason I got a PS2 was for Kingdom Hearts because I was wow. a wow. big Squaresoft guy. Like I, nice. I, lo- I still love Squaresoft. Square Enix, eh, not as much. But I loved Squaresoft <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. And I was so excited to have Final Fantasy characters in this game that I, and I, I had to play it. And yeah, that was the whole reason I had my mom buy me a PS2 at the time was get me Kingdom Hearts.
3: Yeah. I was a Nintendo fanboy, And so I was there, I was there when Squaresoft betrayed us all and went to, <laughs> went to Sony, which is a whole other mess. So but hey, was, some great games came out of that though. Yeah. But I didn't have a PlayStation or anything. <laughs> so I missed Final Fantasy yeah. seven, Final Fantasy eight. I got them on PC when they mm-hmm. ported them like a year later those giant 9.
0: cardboard boxes yeah
3: yeah i had so i had <laughs> Final fantasy 7 and 8 on pc and i played them that way but and then but no fan FF, no ff9 port and so oh, okay. our first like squaresoft coming back to nintendo was uh crystal chronicles
0: yeah and that was oh, like all springs. that game that was like spring 04 and i'd never yeah. I'd, I'd only heard of square because i didn't get into rpgs until like
2: pokemon and so
3: i was like Oh no, like, is this what everybody
0: likes? Like, this is terrible. Crystal Crystal Chronicles, like, a force. we're a few years off, but
3: (laughs) yeah, I was such a big Square fan because, like, Chrono Trigger is like my favorite video game ever. Final Fantasy VI, I was really big into all that stuff, but then, yeah, I was away from them and then. So when Kingdom Hearts came, I'm like, Squaresoft and Disney? Well, that's weird, but I didn't have any affection for Disney, like, whatsoever. I was I was 19 and too cool for school to be, like, playing a game with Donald Duck and Goofy. So, it was better than you think
1: it would be. I, it, that's no, funny, because that's is.
0: exactly what I wanted, and I was like, because my I have a YouTube channel that, that was a game that's all about, like, weird uses of IP, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's... Donald and Goofy inside of the Lion King. This is gonna be ridiculous and stupid, and I love it. And then there was all this square shit, and then I was like, "What the fuck is this? I hate this. I don't
3: like." I was, I was in the opposite. Yeah. I didn't want any of the final <laughs> <Bible laughs> fans. There are two. Like, there are two types of uh, Kingdom Hearts fans: the ones that are there for the square, and the ones that are there for the Disney.
0: Yeah, and neither of them are happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, neither of them are happy. I haven't replayed Kingdom Hearts since I played it on PS2. I've never went back to it yet. I'm actually, it, it I'm going actually back to it 12. soon a couple months. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. It I have not. to. I've been on the show, and I I really want to start that series on the show because I, I don't remember it. That that game has not aged well, only because,
2: like, I never noticed, like, it's one of the things where you play the later games, and then you go back to the first one, and you're like, wow, it feels like my controller has been dipped in molasses.
1: I never wow. played past 2.
3: That's how I feel about 2. It's, like, so slow and and somehow button mashy and slow at the same time
1: and i haven't i haven't played two since 2006 or seven so it's when i go back to one it's gonna be like yeah i I have no idea i'm not gonna have any like you know like oh this got better like i don't know it got any better because i never played it i I skipped them all
2: it's okay i had a friend who you know when when three was coming out they decided to go back and replay the other ones and the only reason thing I remember is bringing it up, because I remember very specifically, I was watching, I was sitting there watching them play it, and it was the Tarzan level. And the Tarzan level, to fight the, the boss of that area, there it's, you have to go to like a weird bamboo forest, but the boss won't activate unless you enter from a certain door. Mm. <laughs> it's really weird, and I don't know. Is that in
3: one or two? It's a one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say there's a Tarzan level in Kingdom Hearts 2 that mm. is where I quit the game. There's no Tarzan level in two. I kept kept falling off of the trees. You had to like do this platforming up high in the canopy of the jungle, and I kept falling off. And I was like, no. I- "I'm done." No, that's one. There's no Tarzan
1: level in two. Oh,
3: okay, oh, oh, it is one. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's one. I thought it was two that I had. Maybe when
1: it's... I first did that Tarzan level, I jumped like onto each vine without using the auto jump or however you're supposed to do it, and I had to like time it, and it was terrible.
3: Oh, okay, you know that is the that's it. I have Kingdom Hearts one. I thought
1: I had two. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, There's a game that, that I have clean. to mention that I actually pre-ordered, and anyone who listens to the show a lot knows I don't, even through, even when I was younger, I pre-ordered nothing. Uh, I pre-ordered, I was so excited for this game, Robotech Battlecry. And this is one of the worst purchases I have had. <laughs> I love this game, but it was so fucking hard. Like, when we did it for the show, I literally had to put cheats in that the game gives you. It has button cheats you can put in the game, and I still would lose. And I had infinite health, I killed enemies in one hit, and I would still die how because you have to protect stuff all the time all like all, I can't I don't remember how many missions it is, but a majority of the missions at least they feel like that all you're doing is protecting something and it is just a it's a miserable game when it shouldn't be like it looks cool it still whole, it still looks good because they shell-shaded it so it actually looks really good to this day mm. but yeah, no, I, I remember having the just oh, terrible time. It's actually one of the games that broke Mike on the show, my old co-host because when he was doing it for the <laughs> when he's doing it with me, he got even he got so mad at this game he just like was ready to break his controller and be done with it. <laughs> he hated this game.
2: oh, man, that's so weird. <laughs>
1: it's really challenging and it and it it's just like stupid 2000 what i consider 2002 challenging where it's just like there was one there was one part where i literally had to like go an exact certain path where you wouldn't make it in time and there was no timer. where I just wanted you to go an exact path in like this maze area or like the game just failed automatically little this had a lot of dumb things had bosses with way too much health which is a 2002 thing
2: <laughs>
4: yeah
1: which we're gonna get there but like you just do so much dance you just it just takes so long to get through anything. Things have just way too much health for no reason.
2: I, I feel like there's a weird. It's it, it's one of the things where it it came from the 90s with Super Nintendo games, spe- very specifically Super Nintendo games. And there's like this r- really weird like we okay guys we can't have people beat our game in more than like in less than 10 hours, maybe 20 hours. Otherwise they're gonna feel like they
1: didn't pay enough for it. Oh yeah, so that was a just, thing. Yeah, yeah that was make, definitely a thing. It's still put, mm. yeah and, less
3: less, less. Yeah, yeah thankfully
1: i mean just, plus this is a time where games really only had a 50 price take there was no like there weren't really 20 games that came out i mean there were sometimes but not yeah, not like today
0: like gamestop and funko land and babbage's were like and used game shops were like more prolific or, you know they were around at this time but also like the rental market existed in a way that's been yeah.
3: decimated by now rental mm-hmm. was rental was still a thing oh yeah that's true too yeah i, I rented a lot of stuff into like 2004 2005 yeah. There, this was the year that
0: my Blockbuster at least offered a $20 and have one game out at a time deal. So oh. I just I, I, I bought my GameCube and then rented every single GameCube game that summer. I would just play them for half a day and then just bring them back. I'd rent multiple games throughout the day. <laughs> I played every game they had that day. I played like Jeremy McGrath, Supercross, just bullshit.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was how I rented. A, I mean, that was how I played a lot of GameCube games because I, I I was looking back and my GameCube library, I've only got like maybe 15 games mm-hmm. total, but I played like a lot of stuff. Cause I would, I would rent. It was just, I, I miss being able to do that. I mean, I guess you still can kind of, but I guess it, it's I, kind of weird though, though, because
0: because uh, <laughs> so many PS4 games are like five bucks anyways. So you're like, well, it's the cost of a rental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. If you're patient.
1: True. Oh, and, um, Vincent, I never played this, but I'm curious if you ever heard of it, because you like weird games that are weird uh-huh. licensed. You ever heard of the Zone of Enders Fist of Mars game for Game Boy Advance?
0: No, I haven't, actually. I'm surprised I had, I never played that, because Zoe came out, didn't have the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo on it uh-huh. for the PS2? Yeah. Uh, I never played any of those Konami adaptations, although those are kind of like in my wheelhouse.
1: Uh, no, I never played that. It's a what strategy is? RPG.
0: Okay, what? then why didn't I play that? Does I that think.
1: Make... I think it's a strategy RPG, is that I'm questioning myself now. I'm trying to look and see. Yeah, it's strategy RPG with some weird stuff. But yeah,
0: I should have played that. Let me put that on the list. Cause that, cause <laughs> it it I, seems I, like something <laughs> right
1: up your alley.
3: I, Absolutely. I literally, only heard of Zone of the Enders uh, in the context of Metal Gear Solid.
1: Right, and that's why it sold so well. And then they made a sequel, and nobody bought it because it didn't have. Okay, the no, I lied. Tournament. It's not a strategy RPG, but it looks like a strategy with a grid game, and you fight. But when you go into a battle, you have a little cursor. You have to like hover over the enemy and hit them. I don't know, It looks really weird, but look it up right now. I'm just looking at it. But yeah, it seems like something right up your alley. I like is one of the Enders. <laughs> I do too. I like the first one and the second one. It's very, um, they're, we'll
2: they're very, they're very Evangelion
1: esque. So, was Metal Gear, oh, oh, Metal Gear also came out this year. Did it? Metal no, Gear Solid no, 2, sorry. No, no, no that 3. would have been Follow One, I
0: want to say, because that, there was a that subsistence was,
3: or substance. Yeah. Uh, it was the, the, oh, United uh, Kingdom, it came out though. Yeah. I say okay. saying, it's, the it's, Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, gun. Uh, the special edition of whatever it was, Sons yeah. of the Patriots was 2001. Oh, yeah. And then this is like Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance I think is yeah. 2002. Substance was something else, though. So. Which I don't know. What did Substance add to it?
1: It's probably oh. VR Missions, if I recall correctly. Yes. VR Missions. I, it, oh, God. It, yeah, it's a skateboard dumb thing.
3: Oh, right, right. Is yeah. that the it,
1: one
0: that we adds the Ape, Ape Escape mini-mode, or is that the... That's three. The,
1: That's Substance. Three.
3: <laughs> Subsistence, yeah, and I, and of course I just have I have Metal Gear Solid Two, Sons of Patriots, and then I have Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. I don't have these like special extra issues. versions with the
1: special stuff on them. The VR missions are fun, but they're hell trying to get through them. <laughs> oh, and this is another game. I wonder if any of you guys have played, but I played a bunch of it in two thousand two, two thousand three, for some because a buddy of mine had it, even though I don't think it's a good game, and I really want to go back to it. Well, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. i was
3: thinking thinking fellowship was 2002 but yeah it is uh,
1: too yeah those
3: those gamecube i mean i don't know if they're i guess they're on every system but the gamecube lord of the rings games i remember renting fellowship and liking it
0: because fellowship Fellowship was was somebody different different, right because ea had ea were only able to get out games for two towers and return of the king and somebody else had fellowship and hobbit i want to even say was around this time too oh those vivendi or something
1: I never played oh, the, the Fellowship Indian, one, I think so yeah. but Two Towers, I remember it being a lot of fun, even though I don't think it's probably good anymore, but it, I, I really enjoy. it. It's just a hack and slash game where you run through different levels, and I remember it, it's kind of challenging, but you get to play as Aragorn, Legolas, or Gimli, and it was just a really cool little game for some reason. I never played Return of the King because I was done with it at the time, and I was also pissed off that I borrowed my friend money to go buy Return of the King, and it took him like a long-ass time to pay me back, and I remember being irritated. So I also never liked Return of the King. <laughs> yeah. Because he was like, he was, he had the money to pay me back. He's like, I was going to pay you back, but then I bought Doom 3. And I'm like, but why didn't you pay me back the 20 bucks? Oh, Doom 3, what an awful choice. I like Doom 3. <laughs> I haven't played it in years, though. But I remember it's a game that I've been trying to get on the show for a while. But yeah, no. So yeah, I just I'm Fellowship of the Ring, he is right. It is Vivendi, but I don't know.
3: And then it's EA. EA did Two Towers and uh, Return of the King. Yeah. yeah. So they're different. So. And it was, I think, Fellowship might have been 2001, actually. It says,
0: it says, Wikipedia says that it was 2002, like a month before
3: the Two oh, Towers game would have come out. That's funny. It yeah. yeah. not ex- when
1: did the movie come out? Oh,
3: 10203 uh, Yeah. Huh. I remember specifically the, the date that I took to see Fellowship the night it came out. So, yeah, December 2001. <laughs> I'm surprised
1: they were that late with making the game then. But I guess that was a different time. So Well,
3: I don't think they knew that it was going to be big, also. Yeah, uh, um, people, I think the fellowship people like expected it to be a flop. Yeah. A lot of people did. And it was not obviously. And it's it's, it's no Lord of the
0: Rings volumes. One RPG for the super Nintendo. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I never played.
1: Is the Hobbit this year. Also,
0: it might be that, that Hobbit game looked like garbage from the cover. I never even,
1: <laughs> I
3: never played it either, uh, but I always uh, remember it. Wikipedia is saying to that. Vivendi did the Hobbit in 2003. Oh, uh, oh
0: is, they did it afterwards. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right.
1: I'm not that surprised. Are you? <laughs> But yes.
0: speaking hey. of speaking of fantasy games that got ported uh, that had games uh Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was the final Game Boy Color game in 02. It is oh, a yeah. turn-based RPG and it's supposed to be pretty good actually. It, a
1: lot of the Game Boy Harry Potter's are turn-based RPGs. I only have Prisoner Basketball GP. I basketball. have a memory Interesting. Of Chamber of Secrets. My buddy who had a Game Boy Color, brought it with him to school. And we're in high school, and he had Chamber of Secrets and he played it. He didn't like it. He didn't like Harry Potter, but he had nothing else to do. So <laughs> he played it nonstop at school when he could. And I remember, yeah, I remember it being at a turn based and I remember him beating it. It was I always want to play it though. I've always been interested to go back and play that game.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be too. It's it's interesting because I was a huge Harry Potter fan at this point in my life, like going to the midnight releases of the books and the, midnight releases of the movies. Like, I mean, not dressing up, but the rest of it. And uh, but I've never played one second of a Harry Potter video game. It's not a single I, I've, al-
2: I've
0: always wanted to do a video to show how they change, because like they start as like 3D platformers. And I think the final one is like a Gears of War clone. Like, yo, just- <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, he's right.
3: definitely hollows
0: 2 is like a gears of war clone with yeah i own
3: it like over the shoulder third person shooter kind of thing (laughs) that sounds cool yeah i want to play that Uh, i i remember hearing about that and being like oh that sounds amazing but the game, yeah i would honestly
2: play more harry potter games if they were all like turn-based rpg
3: yeah the Game Boy ones are all the Game Boy ones are i had no idea that it was like that i i want to try i want to play that now Yeah, yeah it
1: looks i mean i have always been interested in it because of my friend playing it but I have just never went back to it. I'm actually rewatching Chamber of Secrets right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good movie. It's almost three hours long, too. Yeah, it we, long we, to we've watched the first four with our
0: son this this week, which I I'm not. And we're now in the ones where I, I, I started tapering off as a Harry Potter fan. But yeah, like I like Chamber of Secrets too. The movie it just seems a little more confident and a little more focused, even if the story's not as good.
3: But yeah, and I was very much at that time. I was the oh, the first two movies are the only good movies because they're the ones true to the books. And now I'm the opposite, and I'm like, no, the mm-hmm. first two movies are not good compared to the the later ones. But I like yeah, the first two a lot. I, I I really like like the third and the fifth one especially for like, mm-hmm. but I hated the third one when it came out, but but now third
0: one was my favorite book. And the, the, the video yeah. game is the only one I have. And I mean, it's a GBA turn-based RPG party based with Terry, Ron and Hermione. I oh mean, get, pick,
3: pick whatever your favorite book is and get the turn-based RPG. God, no, I'm going gonna, gonna to check them all out now. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I will gladly pirate anything from that franchise just to not give money to the author. So, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But, uh, I mean,
1: so plus yeah, I'm going anything... that shit tonight
3: today. Plus when <laughs> it comes
1: to old stuff like this, like, this, this license stuff will never be re released in no. any shape or form. Oh, definitely not. And that's definitely not just that's so. I'm I'm also a big component. Like, when there's something like this, like, nobody's making money off this. No one's ever going to go through the trouble to re license and sell it. Play it however you can. They don't, whoever the creator yeah. was at this point, they're like, you know, I'm just happy somebody's probably playing my game and enjoying it.
3: So, y'all uh, to a little bit of a segue. You were saying this is the last Game Boy Color game, was a uh, Harry Potter. So, this mm-hmm. game, We y'all, were y'all, uh, Playing a lot of Game Boy at this point in time. Yeah, I, was. Know. I,
0: I, yeah, I was, yeah, that was my beat on the, uh,
3: the, uh, my Nintendo site was the. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! That's I was awesome. a poor I, kid.
2: I could only afford a Game Boy. I didn't have any of the big name consoles. The, my Game Boy events was what kept me warm at night.
3: Well, again, old man story. So I was, you know, as a kid, my, my, my parents would not shell out for a Game Boy, so I never had one as a kid. And then when I got my first job working at Target in 1999. The thing, what I bought with my very first paycheck was Pokemon Red and Blue and the Strategy Guide and a Game Boy Color. That was my first Target paycheck was all that together, except that Target didn't have Game Boy Colors. They only had Game Boy Pockets in stock. Weird. So I went, I mean, they were just out. We were sold out is what it was. Mm -hmm. We sold them, but we were sold out and I was too impatient. So I went to Electronics Boutique and bought a Game Boy Color at Electronics Boutique. And I was still playing that Game Boy Color at this point in time. And then I think it's 2003 that I traded it in for an SP. Yeah. Toward an SP. But uh yeah, so I was I remember I but I'm trying to think of what I was even playing. I think I was just playing, you know, like older games. So I don't remember playing any of these like newer games. Like I'm looking at some of the Game Boy Color games from around this time and I don't remember playing any of them.
0: It's time. well, it's weird because Game Boy Advance was so short-lived. It came out like in June 01 and was replaced by the DS in November 04. So it had a three and a half year lifespan, and the Game Boy Color. It was only around for two and a half years before the GBA came out, like late ninety-eight know. to to Is June 01.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I remember Game Boy Color a lot, but maybe it's just because I played a lot during those couple years. Yeah.
0: It's yeah, it's it was late oh it was late oh eight or late
3: ninety eight, I'm sorry, to early uh, to mid 01. Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah, it was it was a stopgap. And if you like look into the development of like what they were doing at the time, it was kind of a, a situation of that they were already working on the GBA and they weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, put out the game color. as, yeah. like a stopgap to kind of, kind of to just like shoot Neo Geo pocket color in the knee a little bit. I think
0: yeah. and capitalize on Pokemon.
3: Yeah, and capitalize I don't think on
0: they it. were expecting Pokemon to take off the way it did.
3: Yeah, <laughs> probably
2: not. So uh, one of the things, which uh, do y'all do you have siblings? Yes. No. no. Okay.
3: Well, so. I, I have half siblings that I didn't grow up with, but that's it. Yeah.
2: so I, I like I said I grew up with my cousin. She she's basically. My my sister, you know, my you know favorite family member. So they bought. It's one of the things where it's at least nice with that because they're like, oh, the new Pokemon game's coming out, and she played Pokemon way before I have. And uh, Ruby and Sapphire, Sapphire was my first Pokemon game, so I love that game. And of course, I had to get Sapphire because my cousin wanted a Ruby. It's like you want the game, you have to get the opposite one of your cousin. (laughs) It's like, okay. And then of course, it's always one of the things of. Her picking, well, I'm picking Torchics. You have to pick something else. And I'm like, I'm not picking anything (laughs) else. I'm getting Torchic too. I like fire Pokemon. Yeah. So (laughs) my
0: son is, I'm like, 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 he'll like pick the cool one. And I'm like, for the purposes of the Pokedex, I guess I have to pick a Pokemon I don't like. Like, (laughs) (laughs) close to 40. And this is where I'm at. I'm like making my Pokemon decisions and ruining my game.
3: Just bullshit reasons. <laughs> you should just get tortured. Thank you. Oh, Joe. Forget that. My son and I, <laughs> both, my son and I both picked Cyndaquil and Pokemon Arceus. So, <laughs> well, he's the get... only cool final evolution. I mean, Cyndaquil is my favorite Pokemon. Period. So
0: that was definitely what I started with with Silver. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but um, so I think we we figured out right before the chat that Ruby and Sapphire in America came out in 2003. But that was I remember I didn't play a Pokemon game in between red and blue until I got a DS and then I, I had a DS light and I got, I did not get any of the Pokemon games for DS. I got Pokemon Sapphire <laughs> to play on my DS. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was my next Pokemon game was Sapphire. And of course now I'm a big time Pokemon fan and I've played mm-hmm. all the games, but yeah it's, okay. then, yeah, it's okay.
2: Black and white were awful. No, don't worry about it.
3: I, I like black and white. Okay. Um, I, I haven't played black and white too. I've heard that black and white too is actually really good. I like the principle of black and white one um,
0: because it basically gets rid of the entire Pokédex and starts with a new 150. And I like that concept. So you're not just catching Rattata and Pidgeys again. I like that idea.
3: <laughs> but I got us a little off topic there. So. We can go back no, to okay.
0: 2002, which was speaking of Game Boy games and stuff. Mike, you hit upon my favorite game of O2, which was Tactics Ogre, the Knight of Lotus. From game Boy Advance.
2: What is that?
0: Uh, okay, is so. Uh,
2: Trench RPG. Strategy
0: oh, RPG. Okay. It's in the style of Final Fantasy Tactics, although it's from the team who made, they made Tactics Ogre and Ogre Battle before they made Final Fantasy Tactics. I was oh, the say,
3: field. Final Fantasy Tactics is in the style of Tactics Ogre.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, but it also has Permadeath, and this was b- a year before Fire Emblem came our way. So oh. it's, uh, it's Final Fantasy oh. Tactics with Permadeath. And it's oh, it's a lot of fun, um, yeah. With branching paths in the story, so it was like I, I my first story playthrough took like fifty hours, um, probably because it
3: wasn't very good and like resetting the game.
0: Was but, it? The, uh, was it the
3: first Tactics Ogre that we got in the U.S. or no?
0: Yes and no. I can't. I still. So my review from O2, I was reconsulting it, and there definitely was a PS one version of Tactics Ogre that came out. Oh okay,
3: yeah. Um, sure is. U.S. Because there's, I mean, Tactics Ogre is an old series, but we weren't getting them in the U.S. for a while. I
1: remember. right there's one and, super uh, nintendo we got
0: did we get the super nintendo version i yes, know sure. we got ogre battle super nintendo i wasn't I, my, 2002 me wasn't sure we um, got but I'll, we got something
1: I'll for super nintendo and something for 64. The they all. I have, know, that's ogre, Those are ogre, ogre of
0: battle which is different
3: yeah um, and they all have like the is it ogre battle or tetas ogre that have like the weird subnames that the, ones are all, the, Lord, that are all the, uh queen yeah. quotes yeah yeah
0: um Let us cling together. I don't think the Knight of Lotus is a queen quote. Man of a lordly uh, caliber. Yeah,
2: personal lordly caliber. Yeah,
0: Yeah, all the subtitles for this Japanese strategy series are queen lyrics. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It's the perfect like Venn diagram of things uh, I love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Tactics Ogre was just like it's if you like Fire Emblem and you like Final Fantasy Tactics, it has the actual like elevations of tactics. But with the permadeath and the branching storylines and a much more focused story, like your fire emblems, I don't think there's dating and waifus and stuff. No. This it's is really, a G- just a GBA game or uh, yeah, a GBA game. Yeah. There, it was really hard to find. I had to go to like an import store that just happened to have it because EV games and Target were definitely not selling it. Uh, and <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. It was my favorite game, and like it took up like a, a significant chunk. And I'm sure it's really hard to play now. But it's why I did not like ever like Final Fantasy Tactics because I was oh, a oh,
3: wow. I'd oh, Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorite games. But I haven't played the Tactics Ogre series. I've just read about them a lot. So
0: the PS1 really one cool. is amazing because you can rewind back to certain
3: moves. So oh, that's the, good. No,
0: the PSP game. I'm sorry. The PSP remake of the PS1 Super Nintendo game.
3: That's, I can't remember which one that is. I 2011.
0: Think I, I. It's Let Us yeah. Cling Together, whatever special. Let Us Cling Together. You can buy together. it if you have a Vita great. or I'm sure you could acquire yeah. it now.
3: Like, yeah, I mean, I I have a PSP, a modded PSP, so <laughs> can definitely. Check yeah, look that out,
0: one. Check out that one.
3: Tactics Ogre
0: for PSP. It's really good. Okay.
3: Well, are are we uh, are we saving like our our top games for like the end or anything? Or are we yeah. just talking no. about things? Okay.
1: Well, we can. No, I just want to save like a big game to go on on. But I already, I think I got. But yeah, we'll just. It okay.
2: all depends on where we end up with I, at that point. I would like to segue into something really dumb I just thought of, and then go sure. into uh, one of my favorite games. what we were talking. Backpedal just a little bit. We we're talking about Harry Potter RPGs. I now need to go pitch that million dollar idea of a Persona Harry Potter game. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure Damn. someone would pay, someone would pay mil- I would pay to, to play all that every seven games, Persona esque, make friends, oh, learn spells. Yeah,
3: that would be amazing. I mean, you could just maybe, except you from, know,
0: yeah, aside from giving rolling money,
3: but yes, otherwise, let's do, yes. it, with, let's do it with Earthsea <laughs> instead. <laughs> oh Do it uh, with the thing she ripped off
1: there you go <laughs> side thing but just the last very part of thing i want to say is i was watching the anniversary thing that just came out for the 20 year anniversary oh, they yeah. don't have they have two interviews with her but it also it says in there 2019 <laughs> 2019 they're like very like we did not talk to her again <laughs>
3: yeah i mean i think daniel radcliffe would probably not agree to be in it if she was like mm-hmm. actively involved so i think 90 of them would yeah well, I, All right, so I'll talk about one of my favorites that I didn't put in my top three, though. Um, one of my favorite video games of this era, Star Wars Jedi Knight to Jedi Outcast. Yes. That is um, a game. That is, is that for PC, I'm assuming? Yeah, it was for PC. It's been ported now to other systems. It's even on the Nintendo Switch, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I, um,
0: I got the GameCube
3: one for free for review. Nice.
0: kind of rough. But
3: yeah, on the PC, one. I loved it, man. I beat that game over and over again. I played with, like, after I beat it, I went in with the console commands and, like, would spawn. Like, I would just sometimes, like, go to, like, a big area in the game and just spawn, like, you know, a bunch of Sith... And a bunch of Luke Skywalkers and watch them fight each other or like summon like just a bunch of ATSTs and AT and and like and stormtroopers and have them fight each other just or or wampas or whatever. I love that game so much. It's uh it's basically I think it's using like the Quake Two engine. Okay. Possibly. I can see that. And so it's got kind of like it's got that like fast paced shooter with verticality, but also lightsaber and force powers stuff. And it's just it's really good if you played the other game. So it's 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 the third Dark Forces game, right? So it's so like yeah, Dark, Dark Forces Force...
0: three, Jedi Knight two.
3: Yeah, it's Dark Forces three, <laughs> Jedi Knight two, Jedi Outcast. Right, exactly. And it's 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 a ton of fun. I I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I like the story. I was Star Wars is my favorite thing. Like in uh-huh. in, in like that's like, not my family. <laughs> um yeah. I'm, I'm very super in star wars and it's it's one of my favorite star wars games i had dark forces and jedi knight on pc and they're fine, they're good but they even i felt like like this was the first one that felt like really accessible and playable to me uh-huh. and it, i guess that makes sense like the yeah, like I dark guess, forces yeah. is a doom is a doom game and it's got all the problems of a doom game of like a doom one engine game super easy to get lost everything yeah, see so, so get lost no verticality i mean there's verticality but not really it's not real mm-hmm. verticality and all that and then jedi knight is just super hard and then jedi knight 2 though is just like it's a very you know it's a very beatable game it's it's much more accessible to a wider audience and it it ties into story and it's canon or it was until Disney. (laughs) And I was, you know, I was someone who was reading star Wars books and comic books and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was, I was really into it. I'm like reading books that star Kyle Katarn and all that. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it it was a lot of fun. I, I really loved that game. Good villains, and like a good system for like force powers and light and dark side and all that stuff, but not as like, not as complicated and, as Jedi Knight had been. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. I, I love that. I have game. to go back to that one. I definitely have it on the switch. It's yeah. on everything now. It's one that I, feel I feel that The switch port is really good.
1: It's one of my early pirating games that I went and had to get, go to like cracks. I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore. Don't yeah. go to that website. But I mean, That's how I did it. And, and it was so long ago. And I remember having to go through all that trouble just to play at night. I got to a boss fight and I couldn't do it. And I just never went back to that game yet, but I always want to replay it. Cause it was so cool. I own it now on PC, but yeah. And
0: and and if you're a Star Wars fan, 2002 was full of Star Wars games. A lot of Episode Two games. But Carrie, did you play any of the ones? I know you were on the Bounty Hunter episode. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. Star Wars Bounty Hunter. I was the person on the episode that liked it. (laughs) I got that for review,
0: and then I got I actually got two copies for it. So I ended up giving it to like a friend's like a girl I was into his brother. For uh, Christmas, but it's an okay game. I love Racer Revenge, though, as far as Star Wars 2002 games. Racer Revenge, the sequel to Episode One Racer. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. It's only like eight courses, but man, it's just like a lot of fun to play nowadays.
3: Yeah, Episode One Racer, um, I played, um, I rented um, a few times uh, for N64, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I hadn't played, uh, and I I own it now, but I hadn't played Racer Revenge, but I remember seeing it. I've never played it.
0: It's it's got
3: Hayden Christensen
0: and like he goes it's it's ba- instead of uh, Jake Lloyd, but it's just more episode one racer. And, you know, they don't make F zero games now. So it's a lot of fun. It's only like eight courses. Anakin talks to of the Hutt. It's weird. But, you know, <laughs> it's on my that was a game channel. It's a fun game. I liked it a lot.
3: That's cool. okay It's
0: also like 10 bucks on on PS4. I think you can. Help, <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, check it out.
3: There's a few other like huge games uh, that aren't like maybe on the very top of my list, but another big one, I was a P so I was primarily Nintendo and PC gaming. And well, really up until I got a PS five this year. And other than that, I've been primarily those two my whole <laughs> life, but uh, Warcraft three came out in 2002.
0: This was also a game that I definitely had as my desktop because there, there were super high res photos. Like
3: can anything yeah.
0: ever look more real? And now I remember <laughs> the hype cycle for this was like, honestly, back in like 98, 99, like, this yeah. game was a long time coming.
3: So I was like, um, yeah, I was uh, in the eighth grade and got super into warcraft 2 and then (laughs) and and, and then and then and then starcraft in ninth grade Mm -hmm. and i was just hardcore starcraft and then diablo 2 in 11th grade and i was just hardcore and i was just like i was like uh, anything blizzard put out i was there for pre-order midnight release if they did it day one and Mm -hmm. so warcraft 3 that was my jam and the thing is i love warcraft 2 i love war i love starcraft i suck balls at those games but yeah. i kicked ass like crazy in warcraft 3 it clicked for me my my friend who was super good at starcraft would be like no see that's the problem is this game's just not real strategy it's all about the heroes and i'm like yeah cool <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, exactly. not, that's
0: absolutely not wrong it was because i also like sucked it like Starcraft and Warcraft, but I was all in the base building and then same like it's, all the base building episodes. The, I haven't played much Warcraft three, but it's the all the macro base building
3: versus the micromanagement is, yeah, is
0: I i hate the base building now. Like I played Starcraft 2 building. and I was like I was like, no, just give me give me my little crew, like we talked about in Advanced Wars. Give me my crew and I'll go and wreck everything. And like having that hero
3: character in Warcraft 3. Oh, man, Getting, And there's like uh, five factions, Ob- right? Like Master. Like yeah. my favorite strat, Goblin Blade. Well, my my first favorite strat, Goblin Blade Master prioritize his like invisibility ability and just run in and just kill people's peons so they can't mine (laughs) nice (laughs) and just do that and just keep them from being able to make resources while you're just slowly building up your army and then steamrolling people would get so mad rage quit and i loved it i was i was mean in warcraft 3 with that (laughs) i I can't Um, play thing competitive warcraft 3 and my uh my roommate in the fall of 2002 I got him into it and he was an older guy. He looked like he was like 40. He was bald and he was a he was a grad student engineering grad student and kind of a hothead, but he was a, you know, he and I got along well, but I got him into Warcraft three, but he sucked at it. And so what he got really into was making custom maps (laughs) where you have just like, he would like create like weapons, like, like the plutonium fist and stuff like that. That would just make him a God and then he would make us like uh, a bunch of us in the door and play with him on these maps where we're all co-op against a computer that can't possibly beat us. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is cool, dude. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Warcraft three, that was my jam. And people, I mean, you can't overstate how important it is because, you know, a custom map, you know, the really big popular custom map that came out for Warcraft three was called defense of the ancients or <laughs> Dota. And so you don't have, of course you don't have Dota, Dota two, League of Legends. I mean, mm-hmm. League of Legends is one of the biggest video game franchises in the world still, and it would not as exist a Netflix without- series. Yeah, freaking Netflix series. That's <laughs> really good. I mean, Heroes of the Storm, of course. But I mean, you won't. You don't have this entire genre of video games that has made who knows how many billions of dollars. That mm-hmm. you know. I mean, basically, really put you know, other than fighting games, it's what put esports back in people's like yeah, you know, front center. And you don't have any of that about Warcraft 3. It's just, it's it's so incredible. And it was such a beautiful game, like you were saying. It had, you know, uh, unlike Warcraft 2 and StarCraft, you could like mouse wheel zoom in real close and see. Because it's actually character. 3D
0: as opposed to Yeah, so it's based,
3: actually yeah. 3D instead of sprite yeah. based. And it's just. It's a beautiful game and then of course Frozen Throne is just like a really great expansion for it but that's 2003 but
0: making me want to go play this again. I really yeah. want to play
3: Warcraft <laughs> three, 3 one day. Really good game. I love Warcraft 3. Uh, I heard the remake was really
1: bad Yeah, it came out. So <laughs> I funny. I didn't I didn't jump on that but um And you can't buy the original version in any shape or form anymore now. No. They got rid of I, it I completely. still I
3: still have like I have a I have a binder of CD of gaming CDs on my bookshelf behind me right now and the first game in the binder is warcraft three
1: i mean you can still get it just it's right you can't there buy
3: it. i have Warcraft. it's like i got Warcraft three frozen throne Star starcraft one brood war is the first page of cds <laughs> <laughs>
1: right now oh joe do you have any games you want to mention still we haven't covered yes. yet
2: there is one game that is very near and dear to my heart and i love the series and this is the of a very fresh coat of paint and a very weird sequel uh because i i was as i said a little bit earlier i grew up only having a game boy pretty much up until i was an adult because it was a cheaper system you know you know i live with my grandparents so it's like what's cheaper a game boy that's like what, like 200 or ps ps3 that's like 500 dollars. so that um, <laughs> well, wouldn't have been 3 at time
3: 699 u.s dollars. jesus christ those um, are a lot. 700 at launch oh my god just take but. a
0: second job and then have no time to play your PS3
3: <laughs> yeah I remember mean, when the PS3 came out I was like yeah that's not happening
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mega Man Zero came out oh yeah uh, February mm. and that as the kids these days say is the Dark Souls of Mega Man games because I remember that game actually I, I played it on Switch recently without cheats that game is hard as hell yep Yeah. yeah like it's one of the things for me playing it I'm like how did I play this at like 10 years old <laughs> you didn't have anything else I guess, yeah. You you know, you would figure out the moves, and you have to sit there. You die 17 times. You learn. Okay, so now I know how to do. But yeah, I, I I love the Mega Man Zero series. It's so edgy, like and and really cool. It took me years later to find out it's a canon sequel to the Mega Man X series, which is weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a different. It's the same Zero in a different
2: body or something. It's a Zero different, died
0: like in every X game. I swear.
2: Yeah, he does. <laughs> <It kept> rebuilding them. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's one of the weird twists for later on in the series. I think they they tease that at the end of the of the of the game too, is that you're not actually you're not the original Zero because there's like a big tube with a nut with the other Zero in it. Oh okay. yeah, okay. Is that
0: Zero Metroidvania like, or is that did that come in later in
2: the series?
1: I think it's just a regular Mega Man
2: game.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it's uh,
1: Z- the the Z X one might be Metroidvania type. Maybe. I'm not sure. I th- it Zero might... definitely isn't. Zero's a yeah. Mega Man game. Just I Hardest bought them walk. a few
0: times. I bought that I bought the collection on DS and I bought it again on Switch, and then I played like a first few oh, levels. Yeah. I'm
1: like, this is too hard for me. <laughs> but you support them, you mean, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. The
2: uh the the Switch version has uh they like hacked save points, so like if you won't lose lives and you can go back and die as many times as you need to, which is how I beat one recently, because <laughs> that game is hard as hell. Yeah. But uh the other thing, which a fun which is a fun segue from going to games, <laughs> is uh the other reason why because I love I love Mega Man Zero so much. That's a good game. Such good music too. The music in that game is amazing. The ads for like these day and age where they're basically like, "You you think this game's hard? Fuck you!" And it's like <laughs> know, all the game informer game stuff like that. I was just thinking about that too when I was talking about Mega Man Zero.
1: Yeah. <laughs> On a game that I want to mention that I don't know if any of you have played that I was so like I had it. I remember getting it for Christmas from my uncle. I still have yet to beat it, and this came out in two thousand two. Uh, yeah. Sucker did in three. Yeah. I I have one and two. I've never played three. That's not a bad thing. I loved one and two. I beat. I own one. I beat one. I kick myself. I had the chance to buy two in a in a used store for like 30 bucks. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to spend that. For those that don't know that game, I think it's over 200 now. (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's a
3: pricey game. It's one of the pricier ones. I, yeah, I bought the, like, the the Japanese disc just because I like to own the things I pirate, and then I pirated the... the
1: English. <laughs> oh, I, I, I lied. Sorry, not yeah, all over time. It's like $5 each.
3: 350 Yeah, it's Oof. a pricey one. I think it, it was myself.
0: higher at one point
1: until it started showing up on the PSN. Yeah,
3: yeah
1: I, 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 it's the, it's the, it was the first PS1 game I ever emulated. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, like, I don't even remember beating the game. I can't remember if I did or not. I think I did, but I have no recollection of it at all. And then so I got three, and I I can't I couldn't, like, I played it, but I got completely stuck in three, because for those that don't know, which is probably most people's, Tsukiden 3 isn't, like, a regular RPG. You have three different groups that you jump around in, but the game is more, stra- it has a lot of strategy to it, and I had a really hard time playing with it. I have yet to ever go back to it.
3: Does it still have the conceit of, like, building, like, this, like, base with, like, a hundred people and all that?
1: I don't uh, I don't know I never got that far because <laughs> you you have different chapters of different groups and I and I never got I never got all the way to the end. I think it does near the end because my friend did beat it and there's it does tie into to Sukaden one oh spoiler God. for a game that came out you know 20 years ago <laughs> the main villain is Luke from Sukaden one but you don't know that
3: oh okay that's a neat that's a neat uh I mean
1: it that's... doesn't hurt anything because if you play this game it's still really cool that doesn't really but yeah he it's also the last game in the timeline too, for some reason, like four and five take place before it. I don't know why, but yeah, I just, I've never been able to, I've always wanted to go back and play it and I've never been able to. And it, I, I liked it. but I had such a hard time with it. I just could not figure it out. I don't know if it was much more strategy than I think of. I was able to do back when I was like 14, 15. So
3: I, oh, I remember I up. Yes. There's a hundred, 108 recruitable
1: characters. Okay. So, so just like country. normal. Yep. Yeah.
0: I remember my, I had a friend in, in, in high school who was like hyped. For Suquid and Three. And I'd never heard of it because I was in the you Nintendo know, ecosystem, you know.
4: <laughs>
0: and he was like, Oh my Sorry. God, it was telling me all about one and two, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'd never heard of this. Um and he was so high for three, and then like a week later he was like super bummed out.
1: <laughs> so it's not it's not what people want. It wasn't what I wanted at all. I can say that. <laughs> but one and two are like they look like Super
0: Nintendo RPGs, right? Like but they're, they're like, great. They're not fancy like like other PS1 oh. RPGs.
3: There, there's more the depth of the content than the than the graphics.
1: Well, the thing with this one is that you have these three branching parties and the three parties fight each other a couple times, too, because they're they're in different nations. Yeah, it, it's just and if I remember it, right, you don't have a lot of time to grind either. It's not a grindy type RPG. And I just and also your parties are like in two packs, like your your team members have are in dual are like a dual together. It, it's really weird. It's hard to explain. I And I don't remember it very well. because so I haven't played it probably since 2003 or 2004. But it, just one, it came out that year, and it's one of those games where I, I someday am going to make myself go back and play it and finish it one day. I keep telling myself that, but I'm you know, gonna I do go, a podcast, so
2: that's hard. <laughs> I'm going to go super off topic, and the reason why the significant games are so expensive is because there's a cult revolving around it, like an actual literal cult.
1: What? You're not kidding?
2: No, I'm not kidding. If you ever get a chance uh, to, to go to YouTube, go watch Down the Rabbit Hole and listen to the Final Fantasy House and,
1: oh, I heard of this. Yeah, the, the, and the, rabbit ho- the Final Fantasy House thing.
2: Yeah, and there is it. It talks about it real quick. It basically talks about people that believe in soul bonding. That you that video games or take place in different universes, and you could be the reincarnation of that <laughs> character from that series. And towards the end, the 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 person who was in charge of the Final Fantasy House moved on to uh Sikuden, and. They talk about how they they this person went from being Hojo from Final Fantasy VII to one of the characters, and they would turn the game on into a living room and like play the music and like hover their hands over a character and be like, "You are the reincarnation of the character you like," and it's ridiculous and awful. Jesus.
1: <laughs> okay, um, and I I can't find anything when I when I search Sukaden House cult, nothing comes up.
2: Uh, it's, it's it's part of the Final Fantasy Hall ho- uh, House timeline. So that that's where it originally starts off as It's a real thing. It it was a real thing. I don't think people still do it or they've been very much hiding. But wow. the, getting back on topic, uh, a game that came out this year because it was delayed due to awfulness is also Spider-Man the movie, the
1: game. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: the second one, right? No, the no, first one. No, it's
0: just the first movie, the Tobey Maguire movie came out, in two.
1: Yeah, oh, Spider-Man
3: was- Spider-Man the The movie had to walk so that Spider-Man Two could run. So
2: no, no, (laughs) but still, Spider-Man One came out in two thousand one because they had to cut content.
3: Yeah, they had to cut. It came out in the fall of two thousand one, the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah,
2: yeah, they had to cut content for the game too because of the Twin Towers, and that's why the game came out like a whole year later.
3: Mm. Yeah, yep, yeah. This was uh, they were talking about this on um, uh, I think thirty twenty two the other day. Mm. (laughs) And then another game that.
2: I want to talk about I, I want to talk about, but we can't because someone's already doing it for the podcast. Uh, how talk
3: about
1: How's Star Fox, Mike? Oh, no, please. I mean, I'm gladly this comes out a month later after Star Fox. So it's OK. Or oh, more okay. depending on when yeah, I let's hear it. Schedule. Yeah. How's how Star Fox, Mike? Oh, well, one, people get really mad when you call Star Fox Adventure uh, Zelda clone. It is. It is. But people get really upset with you because I think people think when. Who you are these the... Star Fox Adventure stands? Yeah,
4: who the who is, who <laughs> is there is are. Uh, wait till the episode
1: comes you. out when I record it tomorrow. Not the time you'll be hearing it, but when I record it tomorrow, back in the past, <laughs> it's you would be sur- when I get the community part. Wait, just wait. You'd be surprised. There are a lot of people who defend that game, and That's I those. I like it. But God, is it stuck in 2002? Like, and, no, no, that
3: game is. I'm sorry, I think that game is garbage. It,
1: it I like. Lo- I mean, I'm enjoying big it, big but like, it, but it's like it won't end. And I, like, I woke up today at 5:30 in the morning when my wife's alarm went off, and I thought about getting up, going downstairs, even though I went to bed at like midnight, just so I could beat Star Fox Adventure. So it was done and over with. I don't have to play it anymore.
3: I just remember, like, in my friend group for like five or six years, a recurring joke was just to like walk into a room and go "Fox baddies."
1: <laughs> you know, if you played the game on mute or with the podcast on, you don't ever hear that. Like, <laughs> that's it's no easy. worse what than like about?
0: that's no worse than like I'm monkey food if I don't leave, and that's a great game and we all love it. Um, <laughs> what what? <laughs> I'm monkey food if I don't leave?
1: Um, that's when you slowly uh, slippy die. Ball, oh, ball after I sixty-four. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh um, yeah. yeah. No, Star Fox Adventure. It's it's tough, but yeah, it's just it's just a re- It's a game that never ends, and there's no fast travel. So I spent I spent yeah. I've gotten lost at least for an hour.
3: I mean, Easy. that's oh, my god you said it right right there that it's stuck in 2002. Like it there's is. no fast travel. Like it's just it it's a it's pretty I think it, or it was pretty at the time. It's still is pretty. I think, I think so, it's a pretty it's still it's a beautiful pretty game. And I personally was like down for the idea of a Star Fox gets out of his ship and does some stuff on the
1: ground the thing about not like this not like this (laughs) this. (laughs) the the thing about this year in 2002 is that boss fights would take way too long like there's a boss fight in star fox adventure where you're you're flying after this guy i don't even remember what the hell you're on you're on something but you're flying after him and you can just shoot your cannon constantly at you have you're not in the r-wing it is something about the control that just is miserable. And I must've hit that guy over a hundred times before he dies. And I'm like, fuck you, 2002. Couldn't you just make it where you shoot the projectiles? Oh, you get a shot. Okay. You hit him. All right, let's do this two more times. That's it. But no, you have, you hit him a hundred times. It had to be, I don't, I didn't look it up for sure. I didn't watch speed Run or listen to anybody tell me, but I'm, it, it was so many fucking hits. And I was like, Fuck you, 2002. Fuck
3: you. I, assu- I assume for the podcast episode, you'll get into the history of the game, like how yes. it became what it is. Yeah, because that's that's pretty crazy stuff, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, realize.
0: Yeah, because this is also when Microsoft bought Rare. And I guess the, the 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 purchase finalized the day after Star Fox Adventures came out. Adventures came out 23rd of September, 24th of September. Microsoft officially bought
3: Rare. That's uh, yeah weird. So a game that to kind of segue a game that does have fast travel <laughs> is uh, Morrowind. Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind came out in the summer of 2002. And uh, this was, yeah, it's uh, May for PC and June for Xbox. And this is my first time to ever even hear of Elder Scrolls. And I think that's probably the case for most people.
0: Right. I actually didn't hear about it until the lead up for Oblivion. And they were talking about how Morrowind was awesome. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So Morrowind is a game. I'll tell you, I went back and played it like three years ago, like after Skyrim had already been out for a while with a lot of mods and with some good heavy modding, uh it that game holds up really well. Like it's it is um with with the proper mods and stuff, it's what you mm-hmm. want Skyrim to be. And Skyrim's an amazing I mean Skyrim's an amazing game, but it's it's uh so complex and open ended and you can just do anything. You can break that game over your knee so easily if you know <laughs> how to do it. But you can also just not do that and you can just, I mean, there's so many things that are great about it. Like there's no, there's no quest markers, right? So when you meet someone who gives you a quest, they tell you, go down this river until you see a large gray rock formation. When you see the large gray rock formation, take a left. And follow the ravine until you see a twisted, gnarled tree. Right behind that twisted, gnarled tree, there will be a cave. Go into the cave, and that's where you'll find your quest. It's that kind of thing. And that—it's just like I get that. That doesn't appeal to everybody, but for me, that is just like, oh, they've made D and D into a video game in a way, <laughs> way that D and D has never done. It's—it is—it is really, really good. It's—it's—it's it's, it's amazing. And I didn't play it back then. That summer, I was at that same friend's house where we played Resident, where we played the Resident Evil remake. And his cousin had let him borrow his Xbox, and they had Or no, it was his, uh, his girlfriend's brother. Yeah, they were borrowing bar- the, X- the Xbox, and he had a Morrowind. And I was just like, "What on earth is this game?" And then, yeah, I got it years later with all the expansions, and yeah, I, I love Morrowind. It's—I mean, I think it's probably hands down the best Elder Scrolls game. If you're in, if you really are looking for something complex and interesting, it's yeah. Like, I mean, and there's, there's a reason why like Skyrim, when you play Skyrim and you look at the mods, so many of the mods are about making it more like Morrowind, Mm. getting rid of the map markers and stuff like that. Cause that's like, you know, one of my biggest, like Skyrim, you know, I play no fast travel. Like that's my rule. No fast travel in Skyrim. No, I, I play, I mod it to no quest markers. And just play it like that, you know, and it makes it more immersive. And Morrowind is it's it's definitely like hard mode Skyrim, but it's also it's a weird setting, right? Cause it's the it's where the the Dunmer are from. So there's like big giant mushroom forest and all kinds of stuff like that. It's it's a really great game. And then like I said, you can just break it so easily. I remember just uh figuring out like an infinite thing where I could just make potions that increase my intelligence, and then with increased intelligence, make potions that increase my intelligence more. <laughs> and then just keep doing that until I'm making them where I'm basically infinite intelligence and then enchant do enchantments that I am like 50 levels too low for, but I can do while I have this potion on and and just completely, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And there's like a whole thing where like when you'll like go to sleep, sometimes assassins will try to kill you in your sleep and it'll wake you up in the middle of your sleep and stuff. And But you, if you can manage to kill the assassins, they drop really cool armor and there's just so many side quests and factions oh, wow. and it's just, it's a really good game.
2: Isn't it, Morrowind that the weird one where, like, you, if you sleep outside, you'll wake up and you'll get a notification like, "Hey, guess what? You're a vampire now."
3: Uh yeah, yeah, that can happen in Morrowind.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you I only <laughs> have one memory of Morrowind, which I don't ever get to talk about, so I want to put it in here. Is my friend, a friend I met in high school, introduced me to the game when I got a new PC. He showed me all the different armor. I went and got glass armor, got mm-hmm. my whole glass armor set. Looked cool. Turned off the game. Never played again. <laughs> that's my only thing of merlin i got that's so, I, oh we should mention because speaking 2002 i want to mention ratchet and clank very quickly just that game it's a good game but it's full of 2002 bullshit like an endless boss fight that never that never ends and you just get angry that that's ratchet and clank <laughs> and lots of other little <laughs> so problems I but i like
0: ratchet and clank a lot
1: it's a good game it's a good game and then and one rpg that i want to mention is grandia 2 i played it not this years later when I bought it at EB games for cheap and I loved it. I know it's a remake of the dreamcast or a re release, but the PS2 first came out in 2002 and that game is really, really good RPG. It's the only granny game I have ever played and beaten. And I've never played one. Yeah. I know there's a few games. I really we, like the, the battle mode for that. And did, and Super Mario Sunshine came out this year. Say I was like, like
0: are we going to get the sunshine?
3: <laughs> I mean, it's bullshit, but it's also fun, but it's also bullshit. Um, it's the first Mario game I didn't buy i got it years later and i i personally i like it a lot but but yeah it's the first one i didn't buy
0: i bought it and i on the day it came out and it was the day of the first season of american idols finale so i had oh. to go play my gamecube in a different room i had to go plug it in a different room and i could hear like kelly clarkson beating justin whatever his name was <laughs> uh from justin to kelly and and i i was listening to the american idol finale as i was playing super mario sunshine which I think just has, like, the worst... And this is also in the era, and I was looking back at my old Nintendo reviews, like, why does this game not have voice acting? Why do all Nintendo games have to have text and not voice acting? And this is why. Because Bowser and Bowser Jr. have so many cutscenes, and it's just, like, insanely terrible. It starts with Mario having a courtroom scene. (laughs) It's just like, this is why. This is why we don't have voice acting and cutscenes, because they're bad.
3: Yeah, it is is definitely a... It, it is a com- it's a conflicting game right because it's got <laughs> stuff like that but then like the level design I think is really cool the the hub world um Delfino Plaza is like really cool design and I like the the use of the flood and being able to like like hover with it and stuff like that was a really neat addition but then it has stuff like that voice acting or when you have to like chase your like shadow self around and it's just mm-hmm. it i mean i I think the last uh when I played it recently, like I spent thirty minutes trying to ch- catch my shadow in the beginning of the game because it's just right. it's annoying. Mm. I, it it reminds me of trying to catch those rabbits
1: in Odyssey. Only uh, yeah, worse, way worse. I have yeah. never played Super Mario Sunshine for very long at all. It's actually it's getting played next se- this next season because I've never I've just never played it. For some- I started it. I bought it. I didn't like it. I turned it off. Never went back. <laughs>
4: It's
0: yeah, got interesting things like the rocket boost thing is really cool, the levels where you lose your rocket pack are super interesting with the a cappella like Mario tunes behind it are so fun. They're like proto uh, Galaxy or like even Mario 3D World levels where you have to like go linearly to the end. They're so much fun.
3: Oh, yeah, um, it it is a fun game. I've never beaten it. I uh, <laughs> I have the Japanese version in my workshop because you know I, I mod video game consoles and I use it as my test disc for Japanese GameCubes for mm. and for, uh. and for uh, region switches. And so that I'll play. I, so I'll play it in like a little like ten minute snips when I'm testing things. But I've never beaten it. But I, I like it a lot. I think it's I think it holds up. And uh, it's unfortunate that you can't get it on Switch right now. <laughs> yeah, you can. Y'all,
0: you can't buy. It. Well, it only retail. They they took it off the digital. Um, yeah, eShop.
3: So weird. It was like a six. Oh, month you can e-shop. still buy the physical in store. If you can
0: find it at Walmart, it wasn't oh, that. You can find
3: it. Yeah. Yeah, it, they
0: still, They're not manufacturing there's... any more of it. But they're also not manufacturing like Hyrule Warriors. You just can't buy it digitally. Yeah, like, you
1: shouldn't take away stuff digitally. Yeah, that's really that, stupid. And part of really, it's because it they put really sixty-four
0: on the Switch Online service. I think is why. I that's, think that's so dumb. Really why? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, that game ends. Sorry.
2: It's okay. One of the weird things, real quick, is that when that game because it was a limited time release. If you had a Costco membership, Costco put it on clearance. So as soon as that date hit, you can go down to Costco and buy that game for ten bucks. Nice, nice. That'd been the right price
3: for it. That, yeah. I wish I. Had that is the right price for it. I mean, y'all, y'all I mean, are lucky y'all didn't beat I'm it. I happy though. to play it on my game. <sighs> so I don't, I don't need the re-release. But still,
0: you're you're lucky you didn't beat it because the final battle is Bowser in a bathtub. That's what it is. And <laughs> I, he'll I he'll that. splash the bathtub too high, like my my daughter does, and then get lava <laughs> and water everywhere and get y'all mad. Like that's. That's the final boss battle. Wait,
2: I've never played Super Mario Sunshine. Is that really the final boss battle? Or are you yeah, just he's
1: playing? in. He's, he's like in a lava bathtub yeah. and he splashes you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and another game that came out this year, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> yeah. Which I remember loving as a kid because I really liked 80s music at that time. Yeah, that because was I was I didn't like current music. So I was like, oh, 80s, you know, way better in 70s, 60s. And I remember loving Vice City. I have not yeah. played it since that night. Don't know. I it on the,
3: the commercials for it at the time would play. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, I run mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. my my roommate and I would just watch those commercials and, and like jam out to it. But I never I never got it until a couple of years ago. I just skipped it. I loved Grand Theft Auto Three, and then you know I loved uh, San Andreas, but I somehow skipped Vice City until uh, I mean I I don't think I've actually ever played it. I haven't. Yeah. You should. But.
0: My my friends played it. I also remember that Foxtrot had a whole like month long of strips of the character trying to get his parents to let him buy gta nice city is what they called it (laughs) uh, distinctly different but yeah it's a fun game Uh, joe do you have any
2: more games you want to mention let me go through my big ass dumb list that i have here i don't think that i do the only thing i can mention which i'll mention real quick because it came out in japan speaking we were talking about kingdom hearts earlier speaking also of pretty anime boy games A Dot Hack came out in June 2020. How many of those were there? There were
0: a lot of Dot Hack games. There were six games every three every three months.
1: Yeah, there were there were four in the set. The first set. Yeah, Dot Hack sign or Dot Dot Hack something. There's four of them. They're worth a lot of money now. And I kicked myself. I threw away the third one because I didn't have the case. Yeah, threw (laughs) away just like a fucking idiot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that 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 was literally one of those games where like you're a kid and you see like a pretty anime character and you're like oh. What could this game be? And I remember me and my sister sat down and played it, and we we're just like, we don't know how to play this because we're like eight. <laughs> and that's that's basically my experience with that game. <laughs>
3: okay, I've got one more that I played to death because it was one of like four GameCube games I owned for the longest time, and that was uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four. Came out in the uh, fall of two thousand two, mm-hmm. oh. and that that was um, my first Tony Hawk game. Oh, wow! Um, it's okay. my, actually my only Tony Hawk game until Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake that came out a couple of years ago. Wow. I just played for To Death. Um, I was loved the music. They had the Ace of Spades by Motorhead is still like one of my favorite songs I love to listen to. And Amoeba by... God, I can't even remember who does Amoeba, but I loved... Amoeba was in that, but I thought it was saying Tony Hawk. And <laughs> so forever I was like, Tony Hawk! Tony Hawk! And then... The came with the amoeba is in um, SLC Punk when they're running from the 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 fight with the rednecks um, and I, and I was like wait a minute the Tony Hawk song is in this and yeah <laughs> and I of course uh, embarrassing because I um I, I DJed a punk station I'm I mean, a punk show on my college radio station like a year after that and I was like oh 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 I'm dumb but yeah no I love Pro, I love Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four it's honestly it's still my favorite Tony Hawk game. That I've played. I've only played three of them, but it's my favorite of one, two, and four, which I guess makes sense. Yeah.
0: I I think some of that has to do with like whatever your your first one or your is your is likely your favorite. Because like I was tapped out of Tony Hawk because three was very similar to one and two. And so I was like, I played this three times. Now I'm not gonna really bother
3: with the rest of the series.
0: So that's cool. That
3: like I also played the GBA Tony Hawk three that also came out this year. And it is I'm not a fan of the GBA Tony Hawk games.
0: I love them more than the other ones, actually, because I played them more Tony Hawk 2. Tony Hawk 3 also is the last 64 game that came out in Note 2, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. Well, bye-bye yeah. 64, bye-bye GBC. They're both dead.
1: <laughs> in oh, and Doc Hat Quarantine Part 4 is worth over $300 on eBay mm-hmm. right now. Jesus. Oh, so, yeah, that, <laughs> since you mentioned that, too. Jeez. Um. Yeah. And then the, the other hot mention,
2: I never played it, which I'm surprised it's on here, because it came out October 7th. 2002 shout out to my husband's favorite game blinks the time sweeper
4: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
0: the mario killer for X-
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah i forgot oh, how man. was that it's okay it's, it's pretty good it's <laughs> there's no mario killer but my my husband loves that <laughs> game to death and he always talks about it And there, there's a really weird fandom of people who are like you know xbox really needs to just make a full remaster of that game in this day and age and i actually think if they did
3: it do really well but uh, yeah it's <laughs> it's a game yeah, I mean, I think it's the epitome of, you know, can we have Mario? Well, no, we have Mario at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Any other games? I mean, there's some others I played,
0: I've played, but none I've got a ton. Played. I've got, okay. I've, got some, um, I've got some
1: Last one for me will be very quick, and I didn't even realize it existed until just now. Command and Conquer Renegade came out in 2002, which is a first-person oh, Command and Conquer game.
0: Yeah, yeah I remember seeing that yeah. in PC Gamer. That was, yeah, like, it was, fun. It was like, super realistic, too.
1: I never finished it. I really liked it, and I don't think there's any way to buy it anymore, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's not. That was like the StarCraft Ghost before StarCraft Ghost, and it actually
3: yeah, yeah, it actually came out. Uh, (laughs) What Battlefield uh, Battlefield 1942 came out this year. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was that roommate of mine that um, was like sucked at Warcraft Three, but wanted to play it all the time. Uh, What got him off Warcraft Three was Battlefield 1942, and he was obsessed (laughs) with it. Uh, He was one of those types of guys who you know, what we in a, I'm a history uh, professor, and we call them uh, rivet counters, which. (laughs) Uh, people who are super super into history but only military history and get really bogged down in the you know advantages of the tiger tank versus the sherman and that kind of crap and he's one of those guys and everything that entails but he was so he loved that game and he would get super into like uh into it and try to get me to play it with him and i was just like uh if i'm gonna play a pc shooter i'd rather play counter strike right now so that was i was all about the counter strike at that time But it's, you know, it's a good game, though, uh, I think. And it was innovative because it was so many people on the battlefield compared to anything you'd seen before, really. Mm -hmm. And the vehicle combat was like, there's nothing like that. And I mean, I don't think there was any game that had the level of vehicle interaction that that game had.
1: But yeah, Vincent, you really said good. you had some games.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll have some quick hitters. I wanted to make sure that we didn't didn't miss some things. So, but a quick honorable mention is for Lilo and Stitch for the Game Boy Advance. It's <laughs> it's it's Metal Slug with the Lilo and Stitch veneer.
3: Wow, yeah, yeah, really I, good. Yeah, I've i I've watched a video of somebody playing that and I'm talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's really good. Again, acquire it. No one's. Gonna you do
1: intru- You do introduce me to some of the strangest games I never would have thought of.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's why my pot show calls was that was a game because it's like. Yep, that that certainly was a game. It I'm
1: looking this up right now. This looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah,
0: it's got great animation. It's really. I mean, it's not the greatest game in the world, but it gets an honorable mention for me. Is like a well, if you're looking for something metal sluggy, I did play Time Splitters two again um, last night. Uh, it's it's speaking of the rare defection, a lot of people from the GoldenEye team defected to Free Radical and made basically what is another GoldenEye. I mean, even like the health counter is like your your watch with like the red and the blue half circles on the side <laughs> yeah. when you get shot. There's a you can be a monkey instead of odd job, and they're ter- they're hard to hit. It's fun, it's a r- really robust it. multiplayer bot modes like from Perfect Dark. If you're looking for more of that, it's got the same like N64 kind of like mission level bullshit. And again, no quest markers, which I think Carrie, you, you said you liked, but get frustrated me last night. Um, but <laughs> it's on Xbox, it's now Xbox compatible, which it wasn't up until a few months ago. You had to like beat a bunch of like Homeland 2 to then unlock. Like the mod, uh, a version of Time Splitters Two inside of Homeland Two, with like some code. Homefront. But now you can front. Thank you. Like, on the Xbox World, I, these are things that I never played, but I know people like Panzer Dragoon Orta, which I think is the last mm-hmm. Panzer Dragoon game. It's like, kind of like Star Fox, Big Saturn yeah. series. They um,
2: got a full remake recently. Yeah. Yeah, I did.
1: But it's not supposed to be good, I think. Yeah. Oh really? Oh that sucks. I think I could be wrong. I, I, think I just remember it had, had some
0: issues. About. I think they gave some patches on the Switch version that made it like better. And okay. I can't remember Panzer Dragoon 2 came out yet. Mm-hmm. But and then the the last thing I'll mention is a dumb game that I love that nobody cares about. And I know this because I put it on my YouTube series and it's got like five views. So no one cares. <laughs> but it's Dragon Slayer 3D, which is an update <laughs> of Dragon Slayer, the classic, you know, laser disc game where you like click a button and then you have a cartoon with Don Bluth. But it's cell shaded. It came out like, I would say, December of 2002 so like few months before uh wind waker it's all cell shaded it's all like you go into a trap room and then you have to like get to the end you die very quickly it's a it's full of bullshit deaths but it reloads within like five seconds it's a lot of fun if you're looking for like a weird 3d game with a lot of challenge it's kind of bullshit and kind of janky um dragon Mm -hmm. slayer 3d is my game it's the last game made by don well actually not the last game made by don bluth because he made eye ninja which i keep teasing (laughs) Every
4: time I appear on here, <laughs> yeah,
0: <you know, laughs> Which we're doing. But uh, yeah, Dragon's Lair three D, one of my favorite games of all time that nobody cares about.
3: Carrie, <laughs> uh, any other games you want to mention? No, I mean the um, Medal of Honor Allied Assault yeah. also came out. It was the it's, the the PC. Is it the PC version?
0: Yeah, I, I think that only came out on PC. Yeah, there were other the Metal.
3: PC, it was a PC port of Medal of Honor with like, but it had the um, the Normandy in the beach landing thing. Yeah. And I, just, I remember playing that and on a, I, I didn't have it. I played it on a friend's computer. He's like, you've got to check this out. And it was, it was really intense. It was very Saving Private Ryan. It felt like at the time, anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember because I played Metal Honor 1 and 2 on, uh, on PS1 with my, at my friend's house. And I was like, this is all right, but like, who cares? And then like Allied Assault came out and I'm like, oh shit, like, this looks great for the time. And it was like really like overwhelmingly cool. And I, I think it's it that same battlefield
1: vibes of like, there's a lot of things going on on the screen. Yeah. And this will, and this should bring us to the last two games that we want to talk Wait, about for this. I, I bet, uh, Metroid prime and Metroid fusion.
2: fusion. I should going to say, I got two more. They're just hot shutouts though.
1: Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Real quick. Jet set radio future. Uh, my <laughs> hu- yeah. My husband loves that game. If I have to listen to the power of love one more time in the car and rip my ears off. <laughs> Because that game's on, re- that sounds on repeat constantly in our car. What and system was that on? Xbox.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. I had Jet Set Radio on the Dreamcast, but I never played yeah, it. Yeah, that was games. when all
0: the all the cool Sega games after the death of the Dreamcast. And I bet the last official Dreamcast game is also 02, I would have to imagine. Totally. But Jet Set Radio Future and Panzer <laughs> Dragoon Orta and a few other of those, like, Sega games that came to the Xbox. They got the cool games where we got Sonic on the GameCube. <laughs> and. And Choo Choo Rocket on Game Boy Advance, but that was the previous year.
2: Yeah, and the other one is a game that I need to play, and if it, Mike, if you ever had an idea for the Halloween podcast, even though it's really weird, is Clock Tower 3,
4: eh. what? Where,
2: where they take, yeah, December 12th, where they take the weird twist where it's a usual Clock Tower game, but then it reveals towards the middle of the game, you are a descendant of a magical girl, mm-hmm. so... I have never gotten around to playing that. I need to because when I heard that, I was like, that sounds ridiculously awesome and hilarious. I need to play this yeah it's
1: it's one of those i I want to play someday. so <laughs>
3: yeah, interesting.
1: I don't do spooky games at all anymore because I don't like spooky games and all the people that like them are gone on the show. <laughs> I,
3: I, like spook- right. I like yeah, I'm not games. A, I'm not a spooky game person usually. This is the first one that's not a point and click
2: yeah this this, this was a very divergent from like the main the main uh games originally and okay. like I said it yeah, it was very hated because the story gets very, very weird. I believe it's the last
1: one in the entry series, too. we done a Clock Tower game once. We did the SNES one a long ass time ago. I can't believe there's a Clock Tower in 02. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kill the series. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Because Haunting Ground is kind of the, the semi sequel to it. Oh, it yeah. Came. Yeah. Which I really, I might play this Halloween because I really need to play that game one day. Dips. <laughs> so. All right, and then the last game I, I do want to talk about, the last duel that I already mentioned, but Metroid Prime Metroid Fusion came out the same day in Yeah, It's too much Metroid. I don't I, like Fusion. That was
3: an interesting marketing idea. But I, was, I didn't have a GBA until a year later, so I didn't play <laughs> Fusion at the time.
1: I am not a fan of Fusion. Really? really? So I, I like it a lot.
3: Metroid it's is one of my favorite series of games. Uh, Fusion is one of my, I think it's probably my least favorite of the 2D Metroids, just because it's too linear, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. me- it's 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 the least Metroidvania of all the Metroid games like even, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm a big Metroid fan, and I love every game in the series, including Metroid Fusion, but it's definitely my least favorite, uh, well, I say that, I'm not counting Metroid 1, because I consider Zero Mission to just be the better version of Metroid 1, Yeah, I yeah. mean, Metroid 1 yeah, I don't think it's as good as Fusion, just because of quality of life stuff, but But you're like
0: awesome at like Dread. I saw like videos you
3: posted, I think, right? Oh, thank you. saw me? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I 100%ed Dread without a guide, which I was pretty proud of. I don't think I've ever 100%ed a game without a guide. Yeah, Metroid Dread is my favorite 2D Metroid. That or Super Super is more nostalgic, I think. But Infusion is my least favorite. But Metroid Prime is probably like my third or fourth favorite Metroid game. I really (laughs) love Metroid Prime.
1: I have actually never beaten Metroid Prime until last year when I played it for the show for the first yeah. time. And, I mean, I played it before. Like, I, oh, I own a copy of it. I played it multiple times. I just could never finish it. I, I always, something happened, like, I had a I'm son. My way. son was bored, and I had to stop playing. so weird when a I baby would, comes. It's
3: I crap. got Metroid uh, <laughs> Prime the day it came out. I got it. I pre-ordered it, and I played it, and only got maybe two hours into it, and set it down, and just didn't come back to it for a couple of years. You can't do Came that. back, and I was like, "Well, I've got to start over." And I started over, got maybe four or five hours into it, set it down, and I did that like six or seven times. I finally beat it in 20, maybe 18 or 2019, playing it on PC with mouse and keyboard controls. Mm. Playing, I had the, I bought the Metroid Prime trilogy on Wii when it was like. at GameStop (laughs) which is now like a super expensive game yes (laughs) so I have that and then I I got I uh, emulate Metroid Prime Trilogy on PC with mouse and keyboard controls Mm. and it's like butter it's like it was designed for that it's it's so good that way I, I almost—it's pretty, pretty fun in VR,
1: also, but it's hard. I almost played so, like that. but I just couldn't bring myself to want to screw, to make it work. But I am going to probably do that, definitely for three. Because well, if
3: you decide to do it, let me know. I've got the settings written down. I've got like okay. a, I've got the what you have to set it to to make it work r- correctly.
1: I have never uh, played Metroid Prime two or three, and I can't. I hate Wii games. Like I, I will. I own a. I, used to own own
3: Wii, but I, uh, I hate motion controls. Yeah, and, so I can't like change play like it. that. Changing the motion, the pointing of the Wii to a
1: mouse is
3: perfect for so many games like um, there's a lot of
1: games i i want to replay for for Wii. but like final fantasy crystal chronicles my life as a king is a dlc game or not, not yeah. dlc you can get download it a game now. It's for steam. Wii you wear sure. and I, or we wear i really yeah. really want to play it again but i just haven't like yeah, haven't
3: yeah my, my, my life as a king i'm pretty sure got ported to steam yeah those are different i think they, oh, there's like there's oh, sl- okay. i think if i recall my my life as a king is different Well, um, but yeah, prime is a lot of, and, and, um, if you've got a VR headset, you can get dolphin VR and dolphin VR, um, their settings, it's hard to get it working quite right, but Metroid prime in VR is really cool. It's really cool. I just couldn't get the, I couldn't get it working correctly so that, um, the aiming was off and it made it really difficult to play because Mm. of that, but it's really fun to like run around a Samus and be able to look around the headset and all that. It's yeah. But yeah, so that Metroid, Prime, Metroid Prime was like Wind Waker. It was an interesting, like, kind of argument. It's like Metroid is supposed to be two D. We're is we're turning into a third person, a first person shooter. That's not right. And it was such a great way direction to take the game.
2: I yeah, thought. I remember. Like, I thought that was weird back then. Even yeah. as a kid, to be like, man, people had the complete opposite reaction to Metroid as that did to, to Zelda, where everyone was like super excited to see it in first person. And there, there were I don't know, there were a couple people who were like, first person, and you, you why not third person? Which I think would have been really weird to have like watch Samus run around in third person.
3: You know, see, I think that might actually be like, give it, put do like Metroid, but in kind of like Sekiro kind of engine. I think could be a really cool idea. I play that. Because, yeah, because platforming is e- 3D platforming is easier in third person than it is in first person, and that's yeah. kind of the, that is where the game does get a little frustrating sometimes. Is the platforming can be a little frustrating, like especially in the uh, sunken ship when you've mm-hmm. got to go up to the top of this thing, and if you miss one jump and you just fall all the way to the bottom, and you're already moving slowly anyway because of the water, you know. Mm-hmm. So it has. I think that in third person, it would actually be kind of interesting.
0: That that, that that was my That was my beef cuz I was like cuz I came from the world of like Nintendo 64 first person like Turok jumping and I'm like this
3: is not going to <laughs> I avoided the
0: game. I'm like this is not going to end well. Yeah. Of so that that's, I think, and, it's, and I think going it's so back, good
3: and it 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 really it introduces a lot of like cool mechanics and some not cool mechanics. The scanning to get 100%. I oh. it's really frustrating and when oof. I beat it, when I beat it recently, I missed I think one scanning thing of a boss and you miss it yeah. miss that. It's just like, all right, well then that, there goes your hundred percent run. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're done.
0: Wait, was there a few things you actually had to scan for progress? Cause those, yes. that's, yeah, cause that's the thing that like pressures me. Progress, yes. Cause like if you scan just for like flavor and stuff, like that's fine. But like having to know, like you have to scan everything just in case, like that gets you through. Like that was kind of like a deal breaker for me. It's
3: like, oh. yeah, there's only a few things though. It's like a few sections where like, you're like, what can I do? And you start scanning and you'll scan like a, a hidden switch, that kind of thing. Okay. There's nothing like, it's not quite like you have to scan to progress the game in terms of this, the collectible stuff, but it, it does get, if you're trying to hundred percent it, which I, I tried hundred percent, every Metroid game, that's kind of like my thing. Metroid okay. prime is really frustrating because there's like in boss fights, you've got to scan every boss, which is not hard, but then there's like one boss, they shoot a projectile at you and you've got to scan the projectile. Oh, weird. And that's the only place in the game that will ever show up and you can't go back. So if you miss it that one time, that's it. That's it. That, that was what that was what happened. There's a couple of them like that. But it's yeah, I love I love it. I love the different switching between the visors and you know, having like the different like visor visions and stuff, though the the ghost the x-ray vision is annoying looking. It's really hard to get move around. But you've got to use it to fight the ghost. And having the different, like being able to switch in between the different cannons on the fly, is really, you know, useful because that's kind of thing like Super Metroid. You know, you've got the different cannons, but you got to go into the pause screen and sit there and select which ones you want to be using. And most people just don't ever do that. But there's reasons to do it. But, but yeah, Metroid Prime now you get to like quickly, seamlessly switch between the cannons and the visors. And I, I just love it. I love it.
2: One of the things that I think is, it was funny too back then and bringing it back up. Cause I remember it was X play on G four, what I would have East how to, how to do Easter eggs and stuff like that was that you could do the, with the wire from the game cube to the game boy events. And if you had a copy of Metroid fusion, you, uh-huh. could, unlo- you could unlock the fusion suit in prime.
3: Yeah. And you could also, I think um, you could play, I think the original Metroid that way was yes. in Metroid prime. But I didn't have that. So, yeah, I, I remember reading about that and thinking that sounded cool. But I was like, I'm not going to spend $200 on a Game Boy Advance right now. <laughs> well, it, it, would, it would
0: load it on your Game Boy Advance, but like the uh, Animal Crossing games, which, shit, did we miss, forget Animal Crossing also? We did forget. Yes. We okay, did Animal cool. Crossing. All right, well, hey, Animal Crossing was a game. <laughs> it's a lot better now. But
4: <laughs> you could
0: download in Animal Crossing and in Metroid Prime, you could download NES games to your uh, GBA, but they would just be loaded in, I guess, the, the RAM and they weren't saved to anywhere. So if you were to um, just turn off the system, like, that's it. The, the game is deleted and you have to rehook it up to the GameCube to re-download it to your uh, GBA.
2: via the connect cable.
0: Luckily, Metroid has passwords, so it's not that big of a deal.
2: Oh, okay. So uh, my, my weird Metroid story of this, though, is, like I said earlier, my cousin's the one who got the GameCube and everything. And so whenever uh, it, Metroid came out, I thought Metroid was cool looking. You know, you're an you're, you're eight-year-old boy in 2002 you see this really cool, like robot looking person. You're like, that game was cool. And you look over at your you know, your sibling who has the console. It's like, I don't like that. We're not gonna buy it. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I liked Fusion. I thought the, I always like to think the, the suit for fusion is cool. And I love that it ca- technically carries on in dread.
3: Yeah. But um dread is a direct sequel to fusion. So yeah.
2: And but my I, I don't know, I can't remember why as a kid though. I always saw Fusion and I was like, I want that game for my Game Boy just never bought it i don't know why i can't remember why
3: yeah fusion is one that i i finally went back and played and beat you know a few years ago and i like it a lot it has things it's still like i said it's my least favorite of the 2d metroids if you count the remakes and all that but i still like it a lot it's just you know like i said the linearity is the big problem you can't you can't really explore that much you're just constantly being funneled which is part of the story it's like the storyline to an extent is that you're being funneled that's it's You know, that's the whole thing. It has really good boss fights, I felt like really challenging, hard boss fights that really challenge like your your skills Mm -hmm. and stuff. I like that a lot. Um, and then the it has probably of all the 2D Metroids other than you know, dread, it has probably the best like mechanics in terms of just like the fluidity of movement and jumping Mm -hmm. and all that. I think is it fusion that introduced ledge grabs? Or is that, I think so. Uh, it's zero. I think it's fusion. It
0: definitely, it's definitely in Zero Mission. I know. I can't that. remember. If oh, it's okay. Zero. Zero, or not. Uh, zero Mission came right, right after.
3: after yeah, fusion, right. It came 2003, right. I think. So yeah, I guess yeah. So it introduced the ledge grab, and and yeah, it's pretty. It's very colorful.
0: It's got a lot more biomes than a, a typical uh, Metroid game, which I really that enjoy. Too. Like
3: because
0: you know because I mean it's all kind of fake. It's like now we've fallen into the the greenhouse area. I, I think we play the games for different reasons I like the fact because I'm not that good at these games and I get lost <laughs> very easily to be like fall in this room like there's only four rooms there's something in here you're gonna have to figure out like there's no like well maybe I need to go like across the world to go figure out something to come back here like and that's where like a lot of like a lot of my like anxiety early metroid runs kind of fell apart was like maybe I messed up somewhere else so at least in infusion you're like It's only one of these four rooms. I'm sure there's like something, some crack in the wall or something I have to do. And then that way, it's a little more like a Zelda game for me.
3: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: I know. I know one of the things that they always said, too, which is funny because a lot of people were making fun of it in Dread is a lot of people used to get worried that you would soft lock yourself because you accidentally went somewhere you weren't supposed to. But usually it's just, oh, you need to do something weird.
3: Yeah, Like I don't know if you can really soft lock yourself in any Metroid game. So, I mean glitching maybe. Glitching. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. yeah, it's usually consistent if you if you're trying to like do something you're not supposed to, it usually will get you locked. Yeah,
3: and we didn't mention the SAX, which is a neat a neat addition. This like un, I mean it's very much the what is it from uh Emmy. It? Yeah, well I was saying oh, nemesis. Uh, nemesis, yeah. Oh it's yeah, right. that yeah, nemesis yeah, yeah. system of an unbeatable monster that can kill you in like one or two hits that you just have to run from and it adds uh, it does add a sense of dread. <laughs> uh, no pun intended to the game. And I, I liked it in Metroid Dread. My my friend who is a Metroid fan but not as big as me, he was he didn't like Dread because he didn't like the Emmys. He thought it was dumb. And I was like, it that it interrupts the game. And it does interrupt the game, but I think it does it in a, a good way. And the SAX, same thing. It's like it it's a it's a well timed interrupt, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also, I mean, it's kinda of funny to think about this is the farthest the Metroid storyline went in two thousand two was fusion until just when we got dread that we finally continued on. Yeah, in so in terms of the the timeline, yeah, and nobody cares about, but yeah.
2: Okay, keep your fingers crossed, boys. There's always uh, Prime Four might be at E3 this year.
3: Sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. even
2: care. Probably not. Probably, not probably right
3: after E3, they'll do their own thing. That's what they usually do. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for Prime Four. You know, because I think Prime. I haven't played Prime Three, but Prime One and Two are both excellent games, and the fact that they stopped and started over at Prime Four to me is a good sign. Because mm-hmm. they could have just put it out anyway, it. and instead they're like, "No, we're going to make them. Do it, we're going to do it right and yeah. start all over." And that, to me, just is you know, it's like Breath of the Wild. You know, we were waiting on Breath of the Wild for years and years and years and years. It was just like forever for Breath of the Wild. You kept seeing, Oh, Breath of the Wild's going to come out this year. No, it's not. No, it's not. And then it comes out, and I personally think it's the best video game that's ever been
1: made. I really need to
3: <laughs> replay it. I think Breath wild, of the what's Wild. wild is we've
0: been waiting for Breath of the Wild two longer than we were waiting for Breath
2: of the Wild one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so excited for Breath of the Wild too. Like just mounds. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you guys ready to go to our top three of the year then? Since we don't have shelf or stack or box it's in this it. one. All right. And uh, Joe, why don't you go first?
2: Um, I'm gonna have to go in a very non-specific order. Sure. It's gonna have to be Kingdom Heart, Mega Man Zero, and then Pokemon with a Pokemon? Bi- sapphire at Sapphire. Okay with a very close because i technically didn't play it because i was a kid and you know you ask your parents to buy a horror game and they would totally say no very close fourth is resident evil
3: okay nice all right what about you carrie my number three i put warcraft (laughs) 3 my number two metroid prime and my number one wind waker okay oh yeah wind waker (laughs) and i was in a very very close fourth place was jedi knight 2 oh what about you vincent I'm going to go with, this
0: is a crazy list because we didn't talk much about it, Ratchet and Clank 1 is my number three. Uh, and then followed by Dragon's Lair 3D, because I love it. And, <laughs> else does. and then Tactics Ogre, the Knight of Lotus, um,
3: my favorite game of
4: 2002. Okay. There you go.
0: With an honorable mention for the Wavebird controller,
3: which we never mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a Wavebird. I used to carry that thing with me to, to melee tournaments. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I was, like, a, like a sidearm.
1: So, uh, people love that controller. Oh, speaking I, of like legit good wireless controller All, everything <laughs> else
0: was like bullshit like ir sensors
1: this was good speaking of controllers and speaking of regret because i have a regret i never bought the steel i played once the seal battalion controller and steel battalion also came out 2002
4: oh i forgot. That's find that.
1: number four if i had a four because i <laughs> i played it once or twice and i'm like i wasn't i didn't have the right setup but now when i look back i'm like if i i would love to own that game with the pedals and the 40, 30, That'd be so much buttons. bullshit in my 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 closet though. Oh my god, I would love to have it though. Yeah, yeah. I my Same. friend offered to sell it to me, and I'm like, I don't want to buy that. I'm like, mm-hmm. and 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 if I would have bought it back then, I, it wouldn't have lasted throughout all my moves that I had to do and right. live in small apartments. But now, like, I have a house, and I have, I'm like, man, I could set this up now. Like, I finally <laughs> have the room. But yeah.
0: My my favorite local comedian uh, in, in my town, San Antonio, his name is Larry Garza. And he normally just does like, you know, normal, really good stand up. But there was a video game focus night and he rattled off five minutes on Steel Battalion that killed for one person <laughs> in the audience. And it was me. Um, but it killed. And I was like, I was like, this guy, you know, and he's older than me, too. He's like, he's like mid 40s. And I'm like, this guy is rattling off five minutes on Steel Battalion. And I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Larry Garza. Great guy. Wow. On my
1: top three games, three what the fuck was it? I just had it. Um, <laughs>
0: it's Dragon's Lair 3D, right?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> oh, Resident Evil remake because that game is amazing for GameCube. A uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker, and then Metroid Prime. Nice, because I I really mm-hmm. love Metroid Prime, and I can't I would be at miss because I just realized it was 2002. Dark and Sky: The Skittles game also came out in 2002.
4: Shit. Oh, <laughs> yes,
1: yes. <laughs> so that's the game we're gonna go on and talk about. Dark and uh. Sky. I never played it. I own it. I have a copy next to me. And I had people want to. I have met people who were like, you should cover that for the show. And I'm just like, but nobody will listen to it. And yeah, I have to play it.
3: The least listened to episode ever. That has got That's
0: way amazing. too sexy of a cover for a Skittles game.
1: You wouldn't know it's a Skittles game if you. And it's awful 17 hours long. cover. Like, There's no Skittles <laughs> on that cover. But <laughs> nobody you wants playing. to fuck the, the red Skittle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not attractive. She's not. You, you collect the Skittles. And the Skittles give you powers. Oh, yeah, okay yeah. it's a like, 3d action have? platformer game what's it called darkened sky for gamecube yeah i have never really played it other because I, I at the time i'm like this is i'm like yeah because you get skittles and give you powers and i just once i found out it was a skittles game i was done
3: sky with an e a
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, oh wow Yeah, it, you would never have any idea that it's a skittles game looking at the cover you're right it must wow. be one of
1: those games where they're like fuck we need money <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wikipedia I says feel the like gameplay it, it, was compared to Tomb Raider and Star Fox Adventures,
1: so there you go, yeah, Mike. You fight orcs, but the only thing that Skittles <laughs> is Skittles is what powers all your spells and everything, and I think heals you. I don't really remember much, but I, it feels like a game where they had something else, like, and they needed money, and this was the only way to fund the game and finish it was to make it a sk- to put Skittles.
2: Why was this? Why was the, the, the magic system, it looks like you use Skittles as like, uh, what's it in Final Fantasy VII? Materia. Materia, that's what it looks like. What the fuck?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, it exists. I, but it, why, are, why aren't Skittles mentioned
1: on the cover or the box? Because again, I don't think it <laughs> was meant to be like, I mean, yes, there are licensed mm. games that are based on candy M&M's racing, for example, but I feel like this is a game where it was only there because they need they needed money at the end or something. I don't know. I, I, oh, I OK, so here's
0: here's what Wikipedia says. OK, so one, they couldn't get the M&M license too much. It's too <laughs> oh, my God. They paid for this. Yes. So then it started as the Skittles game, and then the M and M's games underperformed. So then they tried to disassociate themselves from oh. Skittles, but the Skittles were already in the game, and they're like, "Well, just." Wow, I thought it, it was a, okay. That's even dumber. I thought they needed money, <laughs> yeah. so they got they paid to put them in there. They didn't well, It, pay well, it a looks lot. like it looks like they started. We're gonna make an M and M's game. Like we can't get M and M's. We're making a Skittles game. Okay. It we also have came out
3: on PC much almost money. a year. That's also I never I never knew it was on it was PC January and then GameCube in November.
1: I bet you can't buy it on Steam. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, like, published by Shyman and
3: Schuster.
2: Oh my gosh! You know, yeah. classic video game publisher. Shyman and Schuster. Yeah, it's not on Steam, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I have a really I'm funny, funny s- story. We'll talk about regrets. Do you I remember how whenever Animal Crossing came out, it came with a bigger memory card? Yep. Yeah. My cousin bought the game before that that happened. Oh and, no! And we deleted everything off of her memory card, and there still wasn't room, including oh. that we had the entire uh, Smash Brothers. No. Yeah. And we had to, we spent, when we found out, I was like, are we going to spend the whole night regetting getting all the Smash brother characters? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause that was, cause it was, I think like, cause it was a fifth, because they,
0: I don't even know what 59 blocks is. I'm sure y'all know more. <laughs> um, But it was a, a super tiny memory card. And then I think the 256 came out with the, in conjunction with the Wave Bird and Eternal Darkness. I feel like I got all three of those at the same time. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was like I think that was like, my like I need more storage, I need a mature game, and I need a wireless controller, <laughs> and then I'll buy this
1: GameCube. Oh, yeah, it was like 56,
0: 59 out of the 59 blocks, or something ridiculous like that. It's, it's,
1: it's, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, and the last thing I want, uh, like I forgot to say, is that when I do my top three, Sonic Adventure 2 would have been on there, except for the fact that I replayed it not that long ago, and I realized <laughs> that young Mike didn't know any better. Older Mike was like, oh my god, what happened to one of my favorite games? <laughs> didn't a lot of people. there's a lot of people that like spent
0: like a too much time in that chow garden oh i did i i
1: <laughs> i said it on the episode but i played that game non-stop for an entire summer with my fr- with one of my early girlfriends and i loved sonic adventure too but when i went back to it oh god it does not hold up well no, i think the completionist
3: I, did an episode of that it's it's a lot so sonic adventure one was the dreamcast game right
1: that yes, was like, yes, both uh, are.
3: yeah so i remember i worked at target when that came out and I was, the, uh, I was like the toy guy. That was like my, my beat for most of the time I worked at Target. And uh, we had toys and electronics next to each other. And so I would often get left doing toys and electronics. And on a anytime it was like not busy and I could get away with it, I would stand there at that Dreamcast kiosk and play Sonic Adventure. And uh, that is the only Sonic game I've ever enjoyed ever i've played a bunch of them and the only one i like is sonic adventure and i went back and started playing it again recently and yeah it does not hold up even a little bit okay i didn't think (laughs) i'm not a sonic i
0: I think those sonic games have great first levels and then yes
3: exactly great first level and then sonic
0: unleashed is my favorite sonic unleashed demo is my favorite sonic game it's only five minutes long it gives me everything (laughs) i want and it's great that sounds perfect yeah
1: all oh, right Are you guys ready to we should i think we should wrap this up because this has gone for two hours now
0: all right. <laughs> but not
3: three mike but not three uh, I, I won't care. let okay. that happen all ahead. right now let's <laughs> let, now we need to talk about
1: <laughs> and uh carrie where can people find you at
3: hey i'm karuseta K E R O O S C T A on twitch and other places too uh mainly on twitch i do video game console modding and repairs and uh, I play a lot of Dark Souls and do a few other things, but that's the main thing. So catch me there.
1: All right. What about you, Vince?
0: I host the Some of My Friends Read Comics podcast. We go through every other week a different monumental comic uh, right now, we've recently covered, uh, we're going through Age of Apocalypse this year, and we recently probably covered Batman Dark Victory by the time this comes out in anticipation of the new Batman movie. I also host That Was a Game on YouTube. It's on the All My Friends Are Right Here network, where I look at this year, I'm looking at portable ports of, of big games, um, specifically like weird uses, including Donkey Kong Land and Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics for the DS which is where <laughs> it's got a story mode where Mario or where Bowser and Robotnik stole all the world's snow and the Vancouver Olympics can't happen. Um, and you have to go catch, catch the snow.
1: You have to go get the snow back. That's the well, plot of the game. Wow. That's, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's <really laughs> dumb. It's really dumb. Okay, and you can find me if you are looking for old episodes, which there are plenty of them. We covered some of these games for 2002 that we talked about. I didn't say all the episode numbers because I did not want to look it all up, but it is there, so definitely go find it. You can, If you can't find all the episodes on Spotify, please use Podbean. Everything is on pa- Podbean. If you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. Every month we do different Patreon polls. For as little as a dollar, you can vote in that poll. You can alter some of the episodes that come out each month, so definitely go look at that and help us out. Keep the lights on. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube at Audio Only, but if you like your podcast, there, it's there for you. Only took me forever to do that finally. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me, and we went through all that, and still does it. <laughs> it's on the show quite often. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at Forty. Definitely go support him. It's a very good show. And I think that's everything I need to say. I want to thank you guys for coming along for this not three-hour podcast this time. <laughs> You're welcome. i <I'm> doing this. <laughs> another year in gaming. There's going to be two a year. That's my goal from now on, but do two of these a year. So you'll get another one near the end, near the second half of the year at some point. So, yeah, that's everything I need to say. We will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.